to episode number 54 of The Third Power. That's right, it's The Third Power, not The Power, The Third Power this week. Uh, in honor of Ohio State winning the national championship, this is The Third Power. And uh, this is your co-host, one of two. This is Anthony Avatolo, as always. And as always, is my angelic co-host, Usman Jamil. I, um, I fly, and I guess I have vigilance. Hey. <laughs> also, do you, I like the term just, you know, we're both hosts. I don't know. Like, I'm a host, and you're a host. I don't know. Right. But right. Oh, but we are co-hosts. Yeah. We do it together, because we co-operate to co-host a show. <laughs> there you go. That's what I think about it. Yeah, way. same. So, even though you've done episodes that I have not eh, done. whatever. Those are back in the... Back in the dark days of podcasting, <laughs> I think we've had times when we've both been unable to podcast. I'm just like, too bad. We're we're not doing we're not doing guest appearances, whatever. Like, screw that. Well, you know, it was. Well, I think most of them were like with uh, Adam Staborski doing uh, yeah. Popper stuff. So, being that I'm not super knowledgeable about that, I, I uh, you know was happy to take a back seat. So. It's all good. Anyway. Uh, I was going to say, speaking of back seats, but that I don't have anything for that. Uh, but this is going to be uh, our review of the new set, Fate Reforged. Oh, yeah. Talk about cards that you want for your cube, cards that you don't want for your cube. Maybe we'll make fun of some stuff. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll we'll talk some finance. Maybe we'll uh, talk about some uh, theremins. There know. you go. Guess, guess we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the future holds for us. That's true. Well, you know, my question, my question to you was, if you were going to be an angel, what would, if you were an angel, what would the name of your angel be? I, I don't know. Like, it probably said. Would you be an artifact angel so you could be brown, like old border artifact angel? There you go. Are there? Well, I guess platinum angels are good. When I'm like, they all suck, but I guess I, I immediately, for some reason, think of the the one. From, yeah, yeah, the one from Prophecy. And granted, <laughs> I think terrible cards and Prophecy are kind of redundant. Yeah, oof. prophecy not good. Except for you know what card is in prophecy? Uh, Rhystic study. Uh, up with angel of hope. Oh yeah. <laughs> down, down with angel of hope. Somebody posted about avatar of hope, and I immediately responded, "Up with hope, down with dope." I told you. Whenever I see up with hope, I see hope. The up with hope, down with dope. <laughs> wow, Copperleaf Angel is. Wow. Yeah, five mana for a two-two flyer, and yeah, five mana two-two. They have to sacrifice lands to make it and bigger. And tap it. You can't go all in. And you have to tap yeah, it. Yeah, you can't go all in. You can't be like, no blocks. Okay, I'm sacrificing five lands, make it into a seven-seven. Too bad. No, you got to wait. You got to wow. get blown out. When 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 Sarah made angels, people called her a goddess. My angels are far superior to hers. You sure about you sure, you sure about that, Latula? You, sh- you, 
you sure, Latula? I'm not. I'm not feeling it. Perhaps they have a smokier glare in their eye. I guess with more of a come hither look. That art is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it's certainly uh, decent. One of the more iconic, I think, angel arts because like I could see that in my mind as soon as I mentioned Copperleaf Angel, like the artwork popped to mind right away. Yeah. And, like, Platinum Angel is good. I don't know. I don't tend to think Angel when I think Platinum Angel. I mean, it's by Braum, too, but Braum is right. ridiculously good. I, I, I think you can't win. You can't win. Yeah. You cannot win. I can't game. lose. I can't lose. <laughs> you can't win. I can't lose. And, like, Persecutor, so. the opposite. Right. I can't win. You can't I've, lose. I've seen people unless you let yourself get attacked by this thing a bunch. Yeah. I've seen people get play like play it, play persecutor and think it's platinum angel. Oh, and I was like, <laughs> no, no, that nope, sorry. You're like attack you. They're like no blocks. You're like, are you sure? <laughs> it's like this. No, that doesn't work. I just want to see uh, Platinum Angel and uh, Persecutor on the field at the same time in the same deck. No, nobody can win. Can't over overrides can. You can't 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 win. Can't lose. Oh my god, my head. Help. Oh my god. (laughs) Nobody wins. (laughs) So much winning and losing that's not going to happen. If only Charlie Sheen was relevant again. (laughs) Oh. Charlie Sheen Angel. Charlie Sheen Angel. Jeez. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. So, well, so, yeah, so we're here. We're going to talk about Fate Reforged. Uh, second set here, small set. So we'll see how many cards uh, we get out of it. Cons, I thought, was a pretty good set for Cube. It was a really good set for reprints. Uh, obviously, just the, the lands are enough to make people pretty happy with getting cards for the cube so we did have uh, the ban list update right oh it's right we had a we had a band that we're recording on the same day as the uh band restricted list announcement uh so if you ever wanted a foil treasure cube cruise for your cube wait about a week mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yep uh i was fortunate enough to uh trade for a Japanese foil one for my cube, so I figured that one was safe to get, because I figured it's never going to be banned in Vintage. It'll be restricted, and as it turns out, that's exactly what happened. And on top of that, you know, it's Japanese foil. You know, for people who need one copy, things like cubes, things like EDH decks, we should be good. Yeah. However, I do have four regular foils that I'm wondering what to do with now, so I guess... uh I guess if you want to trade for one, hit me up. Nice. <laughs> uh, I already had, actually, I already had a couple people, you know, me jokingly say, haha, who needs one? I had someone say, hey, what do you want for two of them? <laughs> I'm like, whoa. So, uh, it'll still have some value, but yikes. yeah. I don't know, I kind of like the announcements, personally. Yeah, same. And uh, I, I think, granted, uh, constructed is no indicator of cube value because there are certainly archetypical cards like. Arcbound Ravager, for example, or like Artifact Lands that you probably aren't going to play in Cube, even though they're banned in multiple formats and constructed. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the fact that those three cards did get banned, I, I think, you know, there's certainly, I, I don't know if, there, there's not causation, but there's certainly correlation. You can certainly, cards that are 
don't need a specific archetype to run or aren't linear, I guess I should say, as far as linear archetypes go, they get banned, I think is certainly a good place to look for cards you might want to think about including. And while Dig Through Time why has wound up being better than Treasure Cruise so far, yeah, for me, I'm pretty happy with Treasure Cruise also. <laughs> yeah. so. been, I don't know. It's been all right. Not like broken or anything, but all right. Right. I mean, it's the last, ca- it's the last card I cast mm-hmm. in my hand. And typically at that point, it's a two mana or somewhere between one and three mana draw yeah. three. If I don't get to cast it, guess what that means? Probably yeah. won that game. So, means not a lot of stuff of mine has died, and we're mm-hmm. probably yeah. good. Or, I've cast a bunch of permanents that haven't gotten blown up that make mana. Hey, guess what? You can use yeah. that mana to cast. <laughs> pay retail cost. <laughs> you can write. You can pay close to full <laughs> retail, you know? You don't need the, uh, the five-finger discount, yeah. basically. So... Yeah, I like them, but that's. Uh, I think you'll see a uh, a market flood here in the next week or so of people trying to get get out of their. Treasure At first, I thought you said you said so. upheaval. I'm like, yeah, I guess it kind of is an upheaval. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it certainly will be for the formats. Yeah. Uh, although you know, I played Blue Red Delver before before it was fashionable, before Treasure Cruise, yeah. anyway, and it was actually pretty good. I mean, granted, Treasure Cruise mm-hmm. made it absurd, but. I was pretty happy with it ahead of time. Anyway, so yeah, we'll go, we'll go right back to it, and now we don't have to worry about the pod deck that anymore. Works. So cool. All right, hey, let's uh, let's do a crack. So, let's do that. All right, so we'll use uh, my cube, which is a five seventy unpowered, but it does have uncards in it. It's got uh, conspiracy cards in it which I think we mentioned uh, last cast, are all much better than I thought they would be. So here we go. Oh, apparently I can't count because I put 6 by 3 instead of 5 by 3 Yeah, I see that. It's an 18 card <laughs> There we pack. go. Way to go. That's nice. All yep. right, here we go. Card uh-huh. no uno. Force of Wealth. Mm, that's pretty good. Not as good in uh, Cube as it is in Constructed, but you know, certainly deserves its place. Card number 2. Thirst for Knowledge. Huh. Double blue cards. Card number three, Day of Judgment. That is, Judgment was one of those words that took me a long time as a kid to learn yeah, to spell. Pretty, because it didn't make sense to me why the yeah, E wasn't counterintuitive. Card number four, a recent addition that I, I've been impressed with, Monastery oh, Spear. Much better than I gave it credit for. Actually, uh, I've been trying to pick up a foil seeker of the way based on your recommendation to give that a yes. try too. Card number five, Thran Dynamo. Interesting. Thran Dynamo. Card six, Mesmeric Fiend. Not bad. Not bad. Card number seven, Stirring Wildwood. Not a Wildwood with stirring. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a Kelvin Vandal. <laughs> Is that the last, next pick? Yes, Calvin nice. Vandals. I really wish it was. Are there any? Are there any? Oh, I wish it was. A pack rat. <laughs> that would have been great. Not even a pack rat. Next card, Underground Sea. Okay. Have we seen any white cards yet? I guess Wildwood is uh, the closest. Oh yeah, right, right. Okay. Uh, we haven't seen any green cards yet. I mean, certain Wildwood makes green mana, but no green cards. Next card, Yogmoth's Bargain. How's that card been? 
I mean, cards are real good. <laughs> uh, it may find its way out soon, be only because I removed the uh, what's his name package. The uh, uh, what's the four with the four drop one two that gets in a jam. Oh, Rector. Yeah, I removed the Academy Rector, so Yug must bargain. But you know, I I can't. There's a part of me that can't have a collection of the greatest cards in Magic. And not have Yogmoth's bargain in it. I like how it was rep- how it was printed as a fa- like a fair necropotence. <laughs> and then I was like, right, I was right. like, hey, uh, nope. <laughs> to be fair, at least it does cost That's quite true. as much. All right, next card. Hi, Mystic Snake. Here's our green card. Yeah, has has some green man on there. Absolutely. Next card is Talarian Academy. All right. I'm starting to form a plan of what I want to do with this pack. Next card, Night's Whisper. I'm too lazy to type. Followed by Mirror Battlefield. Oh, nice. And finally, last card, Freyalise, Lanawar's Fury. Okay, there you go. Have you had a chance to play with her yet? I have not. She's pretty solid. Yeah. Seems good. And I always like more uh, disen. I always like more disenchants that aren't just disenchants. Yeah. So, all right. I spy a theme in this. Yeah, pack. It seems like artifact dot deck. Yeah, it's the artifact deck. Hmm. So, with that in mind, I feel like you could take. Uh, I think my plan for this is that you could take the. I feel like I want to take the Thran Dynamo here first, with the intention of wheeling the Academy, uh, and possibly the Thirst for Knowledge. Yeah, I can get behind that. Um, I probably the Academy would be a second pick. I, as much as I like Battle Sphere, um, I feel like there's lots of different ways to kill people in the artifact deck, but you want your engine yeah. cards. So you want your, you know, you want your Mana Rocks and you want, you know, Academy. I, I, I would be. Highly surprised if if the academy wouldn't wheel here, unless someone else happens to open like the artifact deck, you know, yeah. as well. Um, but for me, I feel like and and the dynamo fits in other decks too. Like it fits in a green ramp deck, it fits in a whatever. So you know, we could we if for some reason the academy disappears, we could dynamo into battle sphere. You know, uh, we could dynamo into Yogmoth's bargain. We could dynamo into a couple different things mm-hmm. here. So. Uh, I think for me, for this pack, I think I'm taking Thran Dynamo with eyes towards the future of getting back, uh, hopefully, the Academy, um, but if not there, the Thirst or the uh, Battle Ball. Yeah, I can get behind that. I think I'm okay taking... I do wonder... I might go for the Academy and then just try to go all in, you know, just in case it doesn't come back. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, It does, although, like I said, it probably will, but, I don't know, I might just be scared and then just take it just in case somebody else tries to go for it? But sure. I, except for that I've found that the Academy deck doesn't work if you don't have the Mana Rocks, but the Academy deck works without yeah, Academy. that's true. Because you can turn it into, like, the the blue-red version, or, you know, now we have Duretti and Welder and things like that. It can still work without the Academy, but it will not work without, like, the Signets, the Dynamo, the, you know, stuff yeah. like that. 
Yeah, I think we were talking about that before so. about how many artifacts do you want for the Tolarian Academy? That's another card that's just like mm-hmm. what? <laughs> that's <laughs> right. I, wait, nice card to print. <laughs> this card seems fine. It's artifact. But could you imagine if this card were like legal in like legacy or formats oh, like geez. that? Like with with how expensive uh, Gaia's Cradle is. Could you imagine how expensive this card would? Yeah, be? that'd be ridiculous. I mean, so here's a card that only really at this point sees play in uh, vintage and casual decks. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not allowed in anything else. And even with that restriction, the card's like, you know, 18 to 20 bucks. Hmm. Can you imagine if they blew the doors off of that and said, it's legal, have at it? Yeah, that's true. Like, because I mean, what guys' cradles? What like 150, 200? About 100, now? yeah, 150, 200. Let's see. Uh, so Star City is currently sold out at 180. Wow. Judge Foil sold out at 300. CCG medians 165. Yeah. Yeah. Judge ones are 348. Jeez. <laughs> That's. Wow. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> Good old. Um, yep. Boy. So, oh, you know, and also, too, you know, if, I guess, you know, I, I had a nice, uh, what's his name deck? Yeah, I had a, I had a blue-black control deck with a uh, uh, recurring nightmare the other day in a cube hmm. deck. With uh, all kind of like mold drifters and shriek maws and uh, <laughs> control magics and stuff like that, it's like, oh, take that guy. We'll sacrifice that guy nice. <laughs> to get back my grave titan. <laughs> oh, great! And start the party. Oh, great titan! And then I'll sacrifice this. Yeah, it was that was a fun. Yeah. One. So. <laughs> So, yep, so for me, Thrand Dynamo. Yeah, I can I can see that. Speaking of Thrand Dynamo, you know what Thrand Dynamo helps you cast? Um, uh, another Thrand Dynamo? That, that would be true if it were not Cube. However, let me let me let me let me lead you down the path. Hey, guess what? Fate Reforge card. I am looking forward to casting with Thrand Dynamo. Uh, I'm trying to go for the troll response here. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. I was not fortunate enough to open one in his own oh. pack. Mr. Mr. Ugin? Mr. That's the spirit dragon to you, sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ugin. Let's talk our, Let's talk about favorite Forge. Ugin. Ugin. Oh, yeah. Aduk, oh, did you want to talk about the other thing that I put in the spreadsheet? <laughs> <laughs> well... Alright, so, uh, you know, one of these autocorrect stories, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, the, there's always embarrassing ways to, to send messages, and uh, apparently Usman had a uh, had, so, had some problems with that when, when trying to, to talk to some people about whether or not they were interested in gaming. Oh, I thought you were going to mention the thing before then that kind of led up to this. Oh, 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 yeah, I was, all right, fine, I was going to spare you, <laughs> I but now... I have now no shame, in. I don't care. So, 
So the other morning, I'm, uh, you know, feeding the cats or doing whatever. My phone buzzes, and I look at it, and uh, I'm going to open my phone right now so you guys will, will get an exact transcript of what I received via message. <laughs> so what I get is... Um, so let's see here. I have to scroll up because we actually talked it. Talked about I was about to say, yeah, we, we talked have, we talked a bit since then. All right, here we go. So at about 11 o'clock in the morning, it says, Hello, Angel. How are you? <laughs> I just stared at my phone and went, Well, I don't know who that was. Yeah. <laughs> and I had about 16 responses go through my mind of how I wanted to answer. And I said, Nope. I'm going to let him try to, I'm going to let him just. Go ahead and bow out of this one. I think gratefully. I sent a message. I think it, it didn't take me too long for me to realize. I think it was like ten seconds or fifteen seconds, and I was no, yeah, it was yeah and I was quick. like, oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, this is the wrong person. I was like, I think I said like, ha my bad or something. Yeah, it says ha 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 ha, wrong yeah. person. <laughs> and I just said, my reply was just, yeah, oh, I was man. expecting like so much worse. And I said, I'm like, oh, that was kind of a minimal response because <laughs> I was meant to go to my girlfriend. And right, but then yeah, I sent it to you, and I was like, "Oops." <laughs> but the rent- mention we're renting nice. on the podcast is, or there's a guy I used to cube with who we, um, <laughs> when he would do like say cube, it would auto connect to cuddle, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Hey, do you want to cuddle <laughs> or whatever?" And I'm, I, and I, I was like, "I don't want to embarrass this person because they didn't notice it," and I was just like, and I just assumed that they meant cube, and I was like, "Nah." can't or sure we're cubing it so and so place but yeah <laughs> cuddle autocorrect cuddle <laughs> yeah do people cu- like message you sometimes just to saying cube and that's it same yeah, yeah. yeah. cube, so cube? <laughs> it's like a cat cat going food food <laughs> I assume I assume that's what right, cats right. would do a lot so, they would be like right so food so food, food. food. So food. treat treat food right Treat food. <laughs> so food. It's kind of like the pigeons from uh, Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah. The mine, 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 mine. I thought those were seagulls. Oh, are they seagulls? So. Yeah, I think yeah, they're supposed to be like Australian so, so, or something. Yeah, yeah, that makes more, much more sense. Yeah. I don't know. They're all flying <laughs> rats, pigeons, seagulls, oh, whatever. I think pigeons. I think pigeons birds. are cute. Oh, they're they're adorably dirty. They're, they're they're quite dirty. Same thing with raccoons. Raccoons are cute, but they're they're quite dirty. But I'm weird. But I guess you, I guess we all know this already. But yeah, Ugin, Ugin. Oh my goodness, that card is that card is sweet. It was another Christmas spoiler, and I think did we talk about this in the last episode? Yeah, because we're talking about like us cleaning the litter box. Remember? I was cleaning the litter box. And, like, the dust. Christmas yeah, it was, like, because we were talking about it, and then, like, me and my girlfriend were just hanging out, and then I looked at the card, and I was like, huh. And I think I told her about last year, and then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, it's 11 o'clock. I should check that the magic page or, you know, the mothership. And then, like, my phone was being super slow, so I just checked on her computer. And she was like, is it good? And I'm just like, I... I don't know. <laughs> and and then like I and then sometime later I was just like cleaning the, the litter box and then just like you know then I was like, Hey this card is pretty good. You know, those are times when you do a task in your mind 
Like, you're pretty much just autopiloting, your brain just kind of wanders doing other stuff. It was like uh-huh. one of those things. And then you said something about how the dust, like, settled, and then made you think, made me think of all his dust. Ooh, yeah. All his dust. Yeah. Gotcha. Remember you right. said that, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's all, it's all coming yeah. back to me. So, now. I don't know. I think this card's great. Somebody actually, there's one person who, like, his favorites cards in cube to draft are, like, Big Garrick and, Nickel Bolas. I actually, I actually made like a proxy of Nickel Bolas Planeswalker for him. He won a oh, Star wow. City Open. He got to top four with Ashiok, and was on camera. So shout outs to to Al. And he was he he had always been trying to get it in the cube da- draft. And like he was sitting to my mm-hmm. left, and it was pack two, and I opened the pack that had Ugin, and I just show, I'm like. I was like, dude, I am so sorry. And then I showed him the pack and had Ugin, because it was going the other way. And he was like, <laughs> right. damn. It's like, ah. Was, and, then, no. and then somebody else got it. He was like in a mono blue deck, and he had like ways to accelerate into it, and it was it was pretty sweet. So, I, I don't know. I just really like Ugin. I mean, granted, it's 8 mana, but, you know. You get a lot for yeah, 8 mana. You get mana. a whole lot for 8 mana. Like, it's... So, and granted, the decks that try to get to big mana, it's not necessarily super huge to get 8 mana when you're trying to realistically cast Eldrazi and whatnot. Sure, or even like, you know, the Battle Ball, like we just yeah. talked about. Yeah, like Battle Ball is like 7, like nobody, I don't think many people are just like, wow, that costs way too much, 7 mana. But like, I don't think casting Ugin is, I'm mean, granted you can also tinker out a reanimate Battle Sphere, but most of the time when I cast Battle Sphere, it's Correct. honest, I just hard cast Battle Sphere. And just like, all right, sure. deal with this. I got a bunch of uh, bunch of dudes. Right, They're like, right, exactly. Like mine is, you know. And if I'm doing something after that, if I'm tinkering, usually it's something along the lines of, let's cast this guy, and now we're going to recurring nightmare away one of the tokens, or we're going to tinker away one of the tokens and go get something mm-hmm. else. Like, uh, yeah, this card is sweet. Um, <clears throat> while the the ghost fire ability isn't that necessarily that impressive, the Getting rid of all the permanents that have colors for X or less basically means, you know, you're you're always dusting for six or less and having him stay on the table. Yeah, and it seems like that gets... Or, or a one-turn clock for, you know, eight or less to have him stay on the table. And worst case scenario, you can just seven or less everything. But, you know, how many colored seven-mana threats are there in Yeah, Q? just like, I guess there's like Avenger and Elishnorn and I guess Palancron... I guess, but it's not sure. many. TLDR, not many. Right, exactly. There's there's not a there's not a whole heck of a lot of them. So this card's going to do business. Like this is the definition of a catch up card. That's also a win condition, right? That's like all the wrath of card wrath of gods are like the catch up cards. Uh, we started seeing the catch up plus turn the corner cards when we got to things like Elishnorn, right? Because that's a catch up and then help you turn the corner back on the game. Uh, Marshall Coup was a was a, a version yeah. of that. Uh, back in the day, Kurtar's oh, yeah. was a version of that card, right? It's, hey, everything's gone, but oh, hey, now I have an mm-hmm. advantage. Um, and th- this is what that card is. And while, like I said, while Ghostfire is not necessarily the, the most attractive thing in the world, um, the fact that it's a plus two, I think, matters because it allows you to, you know, put them on the board, you know, effectively deed for a four or five, and then within a turn or two, be ready to do it again if yeah. need be. And you know, 
the the plus two is no joke. It'll win a game somewhat quickly. Uh, the the minus ten, of course, is you know it's yeah, whatever. It's, uh, it's ultimate. Who cares? Like, do ultimate? We want ultimates typically to win games, and yeah, this one's pretty good. Yeah, it most likely will win you the game. I assume. In that kind of ramp yeah, deck? Yeah, I mean, it's... Or X-Control deck. Right, exactly, because ideally you should be dropping, you know, at least one or two other big bombs between your hand and the, the seven. But, you know, you might want to just cast those after the turn you cast Ugin or whatever. But regardless, um, I, I see a lot of talk of people saying that in smaller cubes there's probably not room for this, and they only have room for Karn Planeswalker. I don't Karn know if liberated. I... I think I might like this better than Karn, honestly. I, you know, that's, I, as I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking, okay, so Karn comes into play and gets rid of one problem thing. Granted, he's got really high loyalty mm-hmm. afterwards. Uh, or, you know, like, or beforehand. Like, he's not easily taken care of. But this thing just sweeps him away, you know, except for against everybody but the artifact yeah. decks. Which, you know, this guy is probably going to be home in, I would say, a fair portion mm-hmm. of the time. So that way you get to keep all your mana rocks. While exiling, it's you know, exile is a you know a thing too, you know, no uh, no graveyard shenanigans. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is a bigger game swinger than Karn is, even though Karn could come down one turn. I've beforehand. definitely played my fair share of games in cube where somebody casts Karn, and I just don't care. And it's like, all right. I mean, granted, I'm not saying Karn is bad because that's that's just silly. No, obviously. He's, but I've yeah, definitely he's played my fair share of games where the opponent just Karns and then like kills a dude, and then I just go, okay, kill it. Or even I just don't care. It's like, okay, I've still got enough pressure on board to just kill you and just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very hard to ignore a Ugin. But it just seems like it deals with most of the threats that could stop it pretty well. With the um, unless they're on the artifact deck, and even still, like you've probably got other mm. stuff to do that. But I, I think I do like this better. I'm pretty sure. I haven't had as many reps as I want to with Ugin, but mm. I quite like it. It's it's pretty solid. Yeah, I've had zero, and I can't imagine not wanting this in your queue. Yeah. Like maybe if you're on like a, a tight 360, you don't want it, and you know. I, I guess Karn is, you know, more iconic and it is one cheaper. But man, this card seems like the ceiling on this card seems astronomically yeah. high. And even like the ghost like, fire ability isn't super efficient, but a lot of modes on planeswalkers aren't necessarily efficient either. Like, right? It's just like free spells yeah, like, every turn. Like Elspeth, you know, OG Elspeth, and that's another card that, um, you know, Wrath that turns the corner is you know Elspeth Sun's champion. But like, sure. it's an it's yeah, another absolutely. card where it's just like like original Elspeth. I think that was the reason, or one of the reasons why it was initially underrated, because the individual modes just look like garbage on their own. Like and ju- right, make yeah. a one one. It's like oh, this is a four mana killer or not post or angelic blessing. Like who plays angelic blessing in their cube? Nobody. So this right. card sucks. As it turns out, that's not the case at all. <laughs> right, like you're just having other players be able to cast spells for you in yeah. your game. It feels like I get Elspeth, original Elspeth, later than I should when I'm drafting Moto Cube. I guess people forgot mm-hmm. how good it was. Well, there might be a lot of people... I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the game has grown significantly since the first time it was out. I mean, maybe it's just a matter of these people have not played too, it at all. Yeah, and it's not played in modern. So it's like, okay, so I guess this card's bad. 
but I mean, right? I mean, it used. To, I, I feel like it used to see play in older formats at least a little bit. Wasn't it played in like the like Bant Super Friends deck, like like the Bant Super Friends deck? The uh, let me see if I, is MTG decks still up? Let's find out. But I feel like it's it's seen some play, and you know, and it came back in Modern Masters two or Modern Masters, I should say. Uh, so you know, people got some exposure to it there, but it was a mythic, so it's not like super you know often to play against. And granted, it was you know also a mythic and and shards limited. But yeah, there, I remember playing games. It's just like okay, we should be fine. And like Elspeth, I'm like, man, like this game got a lot harder mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Man, I don't care about Highlander. Like all these things talking about like Highlander formats. I don't. I don't care about a commander deck. Let's see, standard? Let's see. Formats. Standard. It was it came out in shards, so sh- shards M10 Zen. Let's see. Well, it was in the... Uh, what's his name deck, too, I believe. The yeah, uh, Mythic Conscriptions. The, the, yeah, that yeah, was Next Level Bant, Blue-White Control, deck. Mythic Conscriptions, mm-hmm. Super Friends. So it, was definitely, it definitely got a good amount of play. There's a top four yeah. Greek Nationals deck... Oh, never mind. That was Mythic Conscription. There's a Boros Bushwhacker deck from a Magic League thing. I don't know, Soul Sisters. Yeah, so it definitely got a good amount of reps, but I guess, you know, I guess people, like you said, the game has expanded, and people may not have seen how good that card was. Sure. I mean, I you know, I don't obviously have numbers, but I'd like to see the number of players who played Magic when, when the Mythic Rarity first came out, as opposed yeah. to today. I'm guessing... Cunning, oh, the Cunning Spark Mage Naya deck with Stoneforge Mystic when in the toolbox yeah, yeah. is Basilisk Collar and Behemoth Sledge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, buddy. Gotta put that collar on that... Uh, on the Cunning Spark Mage. On, uh, yep, Spark assemble Mage. your own Visara. Yep. Kill some food. Ping, ping you. Ping. But yeah. But I, I do Kill wonder, like, food. the Ghostfire ability doesn't look super impressive, but I mean, it can close out a game pretty quick. Right, I mean, you are doing three that, and he's getting, you know, and when you do it too, you have to realize that you're also building up his loyalty again. That's going to be able to shut down their threats. So once again, you know, shut down their threats again if they're able to to stick something. Because I can't just sit there and not play anything against. Yeah, them, and right? it's kind of like the the thing with Freilis that was in our Kraken pack too. It's just it makes things awkward if they have something that they want to cast. Like I'm going to cast this uh, Mirror Battle Sphere, and <laughs> you've got a Freilis. It's like. Do I want to do that? Well, right. It's like the uh, the Trigon Predator yeah, problem. Yeah. You're like Trigon Predator, and they're like, <laughs> like, you know, I, whatever I cast of those two types, better better do something right now and make it worth it because it's just yeah, dying. Or make it really worth their while to. I was about to say to attack, but they're going to do that anyway. <laughs> no- right. Unless you have a way to to you know. Play an artifact creature with fire blocker. Good luck with that. Yeah. So yeah. So Ugin. Uh, sweet. Uh, cards. Cards are real nice. The next card, which I put in the spreadsheet, that I've heard like no talk about, but I think is actually quite a solid card, is uh, I think I made a reference to it in the last episode with a terrible pun. Uh, no, it's Kalagan or Kal. The, the, the yeah, the Kalagan man. man. Yeah, that was the pun. There you go. I spelled, typed it K-O-L-O, and it's K-O-L-A. Kolagan. There we go. But I think this card is quite good as a as a creature, and I'm going to read it aloud, because I assume most... So, yeah, three three black-red for a 4-5 flying. 
legendary creature dragon, obviously. Uh, whenever a dragon you control attacks, creatures you control get plus one, plus zero until end of turn. It also has the dash ability for the same as the mana cost, so three black-red, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. you get to dash with it. So basically, five power, five five flying trample, or sorry, five five flying haste uh, on its own. That also battle cries. Should we talk about creature. the dash mechanic real quick? Just yeah, I mean, so so the dash mechanic. You know, when I look at dash, it reminds me of uh, the Ashino yeah. Sandstalker. The OG, right? It's like the play play guy, but you got to put him back in your hand. Play guy, but you got to put him back in your hand. Uh, and while when they did reprint that card, it wasn't nearly as good as it as I remembered it being the first time around. Uh, I don't think it's it's all bad because it, it kind of helps you dodge some mm-hmm. removal yeah. as well. It helps you dodge that sorcery speed removal stuff. Yeah, and it's um, I mean, and this guy is it's a weird mechanic because, and I talked about this also helps. Purpose. Oh yeah, definitely helps the perforos. Jeez. It was one of the things I talked about in my article, which, um, you know, which is kind of weird. Usually I get the articles out after the podcast, and this is kind of opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, I got it out that Saturday, I think, or that Monday, I think, or I guess last week. I wrote it, and this is you know, obviously before the pre-release, because pre-release happened this past weekend. Um, but, you know, when I was testing out dash cards, it's it's a lot of these flexible mechanics are usually kind of dogged for cube, or just, it's very hard to quantify like flexible cards and that's why sometimes it feels like planeswalkers are underrated because there's no when people evaluate cards it's generally very directly based on previous analogs like for example uh-huh. say uh, let's say Stormbreath Dragon comes out you know Stormbreath Dragon pretty easy comparison to uh, Thundermaw Hellkite and then that's the context for evaluation it's like, okay, so sure. how does this compare here? How does that matter? And even then, that was kind of weird because, like, well, how do... Some things that are just difficult to quantify, just like, how good is Monstrous? How good is Level? Having their flyers and doing one damage to their yeah, flyers. Yeah, it's like, I have no idea. And it's kind of the same thing with flexibility cards, where it's just like, how how good is Dash? How What's the... And it felt like... Some of the cards had a primary dash mode, and some had a primary hard cast mode. And for this one, it feels like dash is the 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 uh, the primary mode, where it's just like mm-hmm. you get it out, you hit him for five, and you battle cry your team, and then you get it back, or you just cast right. it. Because most of the time, because when this got spoiled, we were texting each other about it, and we're trying to think of dragons. And I think we talked about this in the last episode too. It's just like, all right, so dragons that cost less than five, and then we both kind of went the cop-out answer and just said Chainslings or something. <laughs> or just like, right, like Mirror right. Entity. Beautiful. Rat, Rathy Dragon, I think, was a, one of the yeah, ones I thought of. Land, so we couldn't do that. Stack two lands yeah. or whatever. Or you said what? Uh, the one that was time-shifted. Uh, well, Dragon Whelp. From, like, Alpha Beta. Yeah. Dragon like, oh, boy, <laughs> Dragon Whelp. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! So it's most of the time is just going to pump once. But I think that's still fine. I, I do think... It's obviously not as good as Falconrath Aristocrat for the attack decks, but I think this is quite, quite nice as just a curve topper, or just a way to just get a lot sure. of damage out. And it feels like, because I've heard no talk about this card at all, and it seems like it deserves a little more attention yeah. than that. Yeah, and I, and I kind of want to cast that after casting Falconrath Aristocrat. Yeah, like too. the hard cast mode is not terrible either. And it's a 4-5, which is 
not insignificant if you have wildfire dot slash burning in your deck. True. So like that's certainly nice too. But I, I like this card. I think I I quite like it. Yeah, I like it as well. I'll have to see if I can fit it in amongst all the uh, cards that cost four yeah. mana. But I think for me, I think uh, Olivia Voldaren might be taking a, a seat for that's a little while did. and really try to push the attacking thing in black red. Uh, even though I still don't play the the three the the three one haster, I don't like that guy. Spike as Jester. Much. Yeah, I yeah. think this, I'm not a super huge fan of that guy. He seems but, more flexible uh, than that, honestly. Well, and this card I think can be used mm-hmm. in other decks. I think this card can be used can be used in the Jun decks as well, like more than Spike Jester yeah. can. Because I mean, and, and I and I and I certainly have no compunctions. I know some people. Uh, say that they they only want their aggressive decks to top out at four, where I mean I, I cube drafted a couple times a weekend or two ago, and I cannot tell you how many games I won with Zealous Conscripts. Yeah, I love Zealous Conscripts. That card is sweet. Uh, yeah. Same. And I mean, just endless. I mean, at least one game yeah. per match, if not multiples. Like... And it was like one of those things where it's like keep up pressure, keep up pressure, keep up pressure. All right, they stabilize, and they're like tap out to play this dragon. You're like, yeah, it's like, I'm going to take it now. It's like, nice worm coil, buddy. Yeah, like, did it multiple times. And it's just like, God, I love this card so much. But it's a five. But I think you know? fine. And it's fine. And I think I also had Siege Gang Commander in my deck, which also won a game as well. Like, I, I'm not going to restrict myself from having a little bit of extra reach on yeah. the top. And I think this is... You know, I'm not going to get all crazy and play three fives yeah. and a six. But for something like this, that is... That can be super aggressive... Uh, I don't. I think this card's got a lot of range for a lot of different decks, more so than Spike. Yeah, Jester and does. I mean, but since I don't play that one, I'm taking out Olivia. That's what I'm. I believe, that's what I'm doing. Now. Like, I think this also works decently well with like, like in the Jund or Grixis decks with the random two-two value guys that kind of did their job and they're hanging around. Which I, I yeah, they did. Yeah, it's like all right, now. so you're attacking for a little more, which is nice. Yeah, a little. I want to say a little, little. Touch of interaction. These dash cards have a, a touch of interaction with Perforos, the card that, that's become becoming one of my more favorite cards to play with in the cube and mm-hmm. build around. So you get a little bit of extra value there. Get to you know effectively do seven every time yeah, you cast them. That's pretty sweet. I like that it pumps itself. Yeah, it's not just a four or five. It's right, and it's not right. It doesn't. Other creatures get plus one plus zero. No, it's, yeah, it's everybody, everybody is. Ju- everybody gets is is a benefit of the storm. They're gonna say everybody in the club or something. <laughs> Everybody in the club getting fifty. I said that nice. a few times. Well, I do, but yeah, I think this is quite a nice card. And, and again, I just—I don't mean to harp on it, but it feels like I have heard little to no discussion about about this card, and I feel like it deserves a, probably a bit more attention than that. But I do, yep. and, and, I, and it does feel like sorry, Dash in general is a bit underrated. But and I, you know, I don't I don't tend to do pre-releases nowadays. But I do mm-hmm. wonder if people's impressions of Dash may have changed. But it doesn't seem like the attack decks that want to do that really are good in that format. But I've heard a lot of people mm-hmm. really liking Goblin Heel Cutter based on the pre-release. But I don't know if that I don't know the right. real you know like what it was in and what it was against or whatever. But I mean. Sure. Yeah, I, I really like... I, also, I really like Dash as a mechanic. Spoiler alert. I, that mechanic's sweet. Mm-hmm. Alright, so, I guess... Do you want to go to the, the Wooberg? 
Well, yeah, and you know, just real real quickly before we move away from the multicolored cards, we got five dragons, and how good how good are the cards we have access to that a five five flyer for five that when it attacks you permanently make something else bigger isn't even mentioned. Yeah. Well, I mean, like. Sigarda, like not many cubes play Sigarda, and Sigarda objectively is a is a very powerful card. I think that's yeah, oh, that's yeah, something sure. I think I do want to spend a little bit of time on. Is like you know if someone would say like Sigarda is a bad card, I wouldn't say Sigarda is a bad like if I were to see a card in a deck or in a cube and like see a card and is like this card's just trash. Like if I were to see, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like a bad like a bad multicolor green white card like. Privileged position, for example. I'd say that card is pretty mm-hmm. bad. But, like, I think a card like Sigarda is just an objectively powerful card, but there's just yes. not room for it in a lot of cubes. Same thing with, like, Watchwolf. I think Watchwolf is still quite a powerful card, but it's just... just right. It, well, you know, one has gotten straight up outclassed. Yeah. But it's just, like, there's but, no real room for, like, Sigarda. So I, yeah. Green-white is absurdly yeah. deep. Like I said, I, I've said it before that you could go cards seven through twelve in green white and have a non embarrassing sec green white multicolor yeah. section. So I do think like possibly yeah, deeper. deeper. Yeah. Whereas some like Golgari are pretty slim. But I think it's I don't know if that's kind of a pet peeve with the the language used and people say like say Sigarda's bad or that dragon's bad. I wouldn't say it's like if I were to see somebody draft it in a cube deck, it's like, okay. All right, mm-hmm. so I got a. This card is actually fine, or something. But it's just a room wise. There's just no room for that. Like, yeah, Dramoka, whatever. Right. You know, whenever it attacks Bolster too, there's just no real room for it. I just have. I mean, it's one of those things where it's. You know, I talk with people. It's just like it's easy to find out what cards you want to put in your cube. Taking what, what figuring what to take out and figuring out what to do with your cube is a much deeper thing. It's like, well, sure. okay, Dramoka that. That certainly is a powerful effect, but I don't think I've got right. room for the rest of this. So, but yeah, I yeah, I, I've been a I've been a big fan. Like, and I, I really wanted to include. I'm like, you know, my first response was like, oh my god, look at this guy! It's enormous. If it's the only thing on the field, it's a seven yeah. seven when you attack with it. You know, or you know, turns your little nothings into something, and it's just like. Oh wait, no, that card's way down the list. Wasn't Just there like an advertising slogan like Domino's Pizza, like something for nothing? You call Domino's? I remember oh, I that know. for I, for some reason. I mean, you get your money for nothing. You get your money for oh, nothing. Your chicks are free. Chicks I mean, are free, but I don't know. About let's something see, for something nothing. for nothing. Domino. Oh, something for nothing when you call Domino's. <laughs> how the hell do? How do oh, I God. remember this? <laughs> I mean, are we going to start talking about the noise Apparent- next? Avoid the noise. This is, there's apparently a Domino's Pizza commercial with Mario that... Do you remember Mario All-Stars for the Super Nintendo? Sure. Yeah, apparently there was a commercial with that. I don't know. Wow. How do, I remember, like, nothing from grad school, but I remember I remember crap like this. Right, like, who was the seventh president? Uh, no idea. But, however, you get something for nothing when you yeah. call Domino's in 1997. I remember, like, uh, whenever somebody mentions, like, um, Yasova Dragon Claw's stats... You know, like three mana for a four two. I automatically think uh-huh. Leary Fog Beast from Onslaught. Ooh. I remember the artwork. <laughs> as soon as you said Leary Fog so Beast, bad. I think of the artwork like it's for that card. Or something. 
It is, if I remember correctly, and uh, it's got like these real long, it's got like these buck teeth and long legs, or like, uh, not long legs, but it's got like the little like Tyrannosaurus arms or whatever, and like the inverse knees. Somehow that art was worse than I remember. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I just pulled it up. It's 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 it's, it's nice. That's just terrible. (laughs) It's pretty terrible. Most people would nowadays say... Dude, but it's a fog beast. I mean, this is one of those names that like is actually pretty hysterical because it references yeah. the game. Yeah. Because when he becomes blocky, yep. he fogs. And now most people <laughs> would say Alpine Grizzly, but I don't. Yeah, whatever. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Something Alpine Grizzly. Sure. <laughs> on that note. So. On that we're note. On. Uh, we're going to talk about the col- the cards in the Wooberg sections. Usually. Um, like in my review, for example, I kind of separated the tri-color hybrids on their own, but here I figured it'd be easier to just talk about them within the context of the sections, like, you know, Soulfire Grandmaster mm-hmm. in, the, in the white section or something. We can just do it that way. Sure, sure. So the sure. first card, and these are all alphabetically, because this is in no way, like, my favorite white card. Uh, Jeskai Barry, and we can always skip some of these if you think they, you can, like, highlight the ones that you think suck or whatever don't matter or it can be a- sure we can uh we'll talk through them and I, you know i'll uh, i'll try to appropriately appropriately poo poo them as they come up if i don't yes. want to talk about them or i don't think or just be like really good, so. what are you talking about you dummy this card sucks so speaking of a card which probably will fit that that, <laughs> that uh criteria Jeskai barricade one in a white for an o4 flash defender when Jeskai barricade enters the battlefield you may return another target creature you control to its owner's hand. Honestly, I think this card's not bad, but I can't find something. I I, I don't know, at least in my cube, I don't think I have room for it. Right, like, I feel like this is... Okay, so I don't even run... Uh, what's the one that brings a creature back to your hand and it flies? Stonecloaker? And it, so I don't even play Stonecloaker. Yeah, but I mean, anymore. this is at least a May, which I think is the thing with this card. Like, if it wasn't May, this card would just be trash. It's kind of like one of those... There's a There was one, like, in white-blue, like, Deputy of Acquittals. And it was, like, yeah, yeah. two mana, two, two, and it was, like, a gating creature. But it was a May, so that that kind of made it useful. At least for Popper Cube. Um, but, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, admittedly, I really like Flash creatures probably more than most people. So there's probably some bias. Sure. Because, like, Every time I see a pack and there's like a V click or a Venser or Resto Angel, I, I just oh, yeah, like, I get I'm just like, well, <laughs> like, how did I get Resto Angel like fourth pick? And it's like, right. like, get that in there, go crazy. But I, again, there's probably some bias on that end, which is most likely doing that. But I just like doing it as a combat trick, you know, being able to pick fights, you know, and do whatever. But it's probably on the lower end, and I think in the review I said something along the lines of, it's one of those things, like a tool, if you want to bolster the blink deck or whatever, but, or mm-hmm. if you really need to hose aggressive decks, but otherwise it's pretty expendable. Like, it's okay. Yeah, like, eh. Yeah, that puts it, that puts it pretty well. Like, eh. I just feel yeah. like, eh. Yeah. Well, oh. oh, this next card, uh, this other card's kind of meh, but... It introduces the manifest mechanic. Yeah, because there's one in each color, right? There's one. In there isn't color. one in black, which is oh, weird, okay. but I don't know. So one uh, light form, one double white enchantment, 
When Lightform enters the battlefield, it becomes an aura with enchant creature. Manifest the top card of your library and attach Lightform to it. To manifest a card, put it onto the battlefield face down as a 2-2 creature. Turn it face up any time for its mana cost. If it's a creature card, enchanted creature has flying and lifelink. So you get kind of like a, a baby Nighthawk. Right. Uh, I don't know. So, like, if you do, like, the really rudimentary math, like, 15 creatures, 40... And granted, it's not perfect, but I don't I don't really care about the exact math. It's about 37.5% chance of hitting a creature. Or at least that's the ratio. So, about a third of the time when you manifest, you'll hit a dude. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. It feels a little low impact. We've been getting a lot of good threes lately, too. Like, Hallowed Spirit Keeper and Bremaz and... And uh, Monastery Mentor. Oh, wait, spoiler alert. (laughs) 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 But I don't know. It seems alright. Eh, what do you think? So, Flying and Lifelink isn't that necessarily impressive to me. Like, I actually kind of like the, the, I think, the blue one a little bit better than this. But these all just feel like very limited-y type cards that I'm probably not even really going to Yeah, I think that's the problem is, like, if you... Don't hit the if you don't hit a creature, it's just okay. And I think it's one of those things where it's again right. kind of hard to quantify. Is like the bluff factor. It's like, well, you know, what if it's actually a creature and the opponent assumes it's not a creature and they block weird or something? But it, still, I think the overall effect is just kind of weak in terms, at least mm-hmm. compared to the threes we've been getting lately in white. So sure. yeah, right. Like I can, I feel like I can do yeah, without same. that one for sure. Same here. However, the next card I want to talk about uh, is not a card I feel like I can do uh, without. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and that is Mardu Blossom Reaper. I mean, Mardu <laughs> Whoa. Reaper. Up with... Oh. <laughs> not, not, not quite. Not quite this one. So Mardu Woe Reaper, which, by the way, not as easy to say out loud as Yeah, that is not is. very... Because you kind of want to say Woe Weeper, yeah. like yeah. Elmer Fudd. Or a Row Reaper. Ooh, what if it were, what if he were a soldier in the abortion debate? He could be a Row Reaper. He could work for the Wade sure. side. I guess. Like Row <laughs> Wade. Go. I was thinking also, it doesn't have like a clever anagram that you can use for the card. Like, like Monastery Mentor could be like MM. Like, hey, here's, you know, cast MM or something like MWR. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that doesn't... I guess it... No, no, it's not like yeah, off. Or like... Anything else, like... But yeah, I just... Yeah, it's Whoa, very Reaper. counterintuitive, but... The card itself is, is so, quite good. <laughs> so yeah, Woe Weeper is a... 2-1 uh, for 1. 2-1 for a white mana. Uh, but oh, by the way, it has other text as well. Uh, it's a human warrior, which, uh, hu- you know, the more humans we get like this, the better cards like Champion of the Parish and uh, the front side of uh, the werewolf yeah, guy Yeah, there's look. also the Zathrid Necromancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says, whenever Mardu, Woe Reaper, or another warrior enters the battlefield under your control, you may exile target creature card from a graveyard, and if you do, gain one life. Yeah, so... Not... Not... Not insignificant. Yeah, it's pretty pretty solid. Also, I'm I'm sure this is unexpected from me, but don't be lazy and just take out Savannah Lions. 
Yeah, just Vanguard, don't, Saran Wayne. Seriously, just don't yeah. phone it in, because that's just lazy. Unless you're... Even in, like, smaller cubes, I think that's probably incorrect. Like, I would much rather... If I had the choice to take out, like, Seeker of the Way, if it got to the point where I have, quote-unquote, so many... Yeah, I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to take out Seeker of the Way and then put this in or something. But, yeah, please just don't... Don't don't phone it in and be lazy and just go and, all right, here's an easy upgrade, because there's probably something better that just requires more effort. And if you want to say, hey, I've got enough ones, you probably don't. Right. Real hard to have enough two-power one-drops, as I've said many a time. Yeah. These will keep making it into my cube, likely until I'm old enough to have forgotten what magic <laughs> yeah. is. I do... Uh, I do wonder, like, because it seems like these, like, aggressive strategies just aren't really good in standard. Like, you know, the the Gnarled Scarhide, uh, Bloodsoak Champion strategies. Yeah, yeah, I played against one of those. I would assume, like, they're probably not... Like, they haven't really done much. Like, they've always been, like, top 16 at a SCG Open or something. Like, they've always just been very... the The format's been very hostile to them. And it seems like mm. those kind of strategies are being pushed, but the, the the format itself, and I don't know if it's because of Theros and having cards like, you know, Pelucranos and Corsair and Siege Rhino in the format, that it's just pushing those things out, but I'm wondering if because of that... Because before, you know, the assumption was like, Savannah Lines is way too good now, we can't print that, and then they brought it back, and it didn't... Was It was kind of unceremoniously brought back. Like, I think they brought it in 8th mm-hmm. edition when they are bringing, you know... It was a ninth edition, I know yeah, for sure. I think I don't know if it was an eighth as well, but I know I'm it was I'm going to double check that to be sure, because I wouldn't... Because I have Russian ones from Russian nice. ninth ed, so I know Let's that it's out. a ninth. Uh, yeah, it was brought back in eighth after last being in fourth edition. And then, mm-hmm. you know, like the whole comeback of the decade, whatever, advertising slogan... <laughs> So they oh, brought it right. back, and then I don't know if it really did a whole lot back then. I think it might have, like in the. I don't remember it I don't doing either, a whole honestly. lot. But like, uh, because that was the time because Wildfire was in eighth edition, and that was I thought it was when... in seventh and ninth. I thought we talked. Did we? I think uh, was it. Did we talk about this? I I'm trying to remember because. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Obliterate was in eighth. Was that uh, the one that was in eighth? So. Wildfire was in seventh and ninth. Let me check Obliterate. Okay, so Obliterate had to have been eighth. Yeah, then. yeah, that was an eighth. Okay, because I know there was a, a big spell there. I'm trying to remember what uh, what decks were legal at the time, like in standard. But I don't remember Savannah Lines being a part Let of them check at MTG all. Decks again, good old MTG decks, Savannah Lines. But yeah, well, while while you do that, I'm going to tell people to uh, yeah play yeah, this card. card. Is, it's really good. Also, so, and then I was say oh, randomly poses reanimator decks and whatnot. Yeah, you just get to get some extra value on their turn one. They're like you know turn one, draw two, discard two, and you're like turn one, woe reaper. So yeah. sorry. Oh man, this page only goes back to tenth edition. I think it was in the Boros aggro decks, I think. Savannah lines, like the, the Fujita. Let me see. Savannah. I think it was in the Fujita burn deck. Boros. Let me see. Fujita Savannah. If I can spell Savannah. I did recently have a cube draft deck where I goof grabbed Savannah line. Savannah, first pick. 
Oh. I was like, Kikijiki, nice. anything. And I was like, Savannah. I was like, what? Savannah? <laughs> I was like, that's not what I wanted. What are you doing? And I ended up using it in the, in the deck, but yeah, not not the... Yeah, so Fujita had Savannah Lions in, the, in his Boros aggro deck, looks like. Yeah, so Savannah Lions, Lava... Oh, this was an extended deck, I guess. Lava Hounds, Lava Mancers... Ah. I swore it was in a Boros aggro deck with, like, a Char... Let me double check that because I swore he had it in in some kind of Boros aggro deck. Modern Fujita take on Blistering Firecat. No. Hmm. So okay, so eighth edition came between which sets? Uh, what were the standard sets around? Sounds like two thousand three. What magic sets came out in two thousand three? Let's see. I was just saying, there's a there's there's a, a wiki page that has all the entries. I'm not I unfortunately great. I'm I'm pulling I think it up it was right onslaught. now. Onslaught, like Onslaught, Mirrodin. <clears throat> all right, well, let's see. So eighth edition was July 2003. So here we go. So Onslaught was before it, and Mirrodin was after. Okay, so Ons. So you know, once Mirrodin was printed, you weren't seeing the Savannah Lions wasn't seeing the light of it day. It was in ninth yeah. edition too, though. Um. Right, so ninth edition would have been what two thousand five, I think. No, they were doing two years, so it was probably two thousand five. You're right. Which is going to be between Kamigawa and Rabbit. And that sounds right. So, and that's what when I said Wildfire, that's why I think of it is because I thought it was in the same block as Wildfire because that's the Kamigawa decks that were real popular was like the uh, uh, what's the the Vor, not Terravor. Uh, Magnavore decks. Oh! So there was, like, the Magnavore deck. There was the uh, Gifts Ungiven deck. There was stuff like that. There's no way Savannah Lions all play in that well, format. Was it played in Zoo? Uh, with, like, Kurt Ape? Yeah, but that... I mean... I, I don't even... Th- I'm trying to even think if I even played Savannah Lions in my... The deck I played at that Pro Tour at the first mm-hmm. Hawaii. I'm sure I did, I guess. I remember having Kurt Ape. Yeah, because that was what the... The, the Heasy Street or whatever. Oh, right, right, right. And then, okay, so, the, but the first time, 2007, there's there's seven dead foil Savannah Lions? Yeah, I, I mean, that's not surprising. Are they really? Yeah. I got, I went, why don't I, I, blocking that out of my memory for Yeah, there reason. were decks at, at Honolulu, which had, like, Savannah Lions, Isamaru, Curdape, Watch Wolf, because that was... Yeah, I remember having, okay, that, all right, that, that makes was, sense. No, that, that does sound like... Something that was the OMG done. Lightning Helix deck. Yeah, Craig Jones had uh, three yeah. Burning Tree Shaman, four Isamaru, three Koalas, four Kurt Ape, four Savannah Lions, four Watch Wolf. Okay, it was, so I just pulled it up. Savannah Lions was definitely not in seventh. It was in eighth. Yeah. It was in fourth that's and what, eighth. That's what I said. Right, so not in seventh. That's why I said seventh. That didn't make oh, sense. Oh, right, right. No, yeah. So, yeah, so the first time around it was Onslaught Mirrodin, and Onslaught was the tribal decks, Yeah. right? So you had Elf, Elf and Nail, Tooth and Nail, uh, Goblin Bidding, you know, all those kinds of things. You did not have, there. there is no room for uh, a Savannah Lion in, in that format, for yeah. sure. And then once uh, then once Mirrodin came out, well, the, the Goblin deck was, you know, because that's when Elf and Nail came out, because you got Skull, you know, you know, after a little while, you got Skull Clamp. But that first states was blue white control, goblin bidding. goblin bidding, and the uh, what's his name deck, the cycling oh, deck. Oh right, yeah, uh, uh, astral slide. Yeah, 
Yeah, the red white asteroid. So Psyduck. Savannah Lions really wants to yeah. yeah, it looks like so. Yeah, I guess it did see some play at that. Right now that you mentioned it, yeah, that Ravnica Zoo deck. Yeah, because that was the deck like saw some play that, there. That yeah, was that it. was the Craig Dang. Jones OMG Lightning Helix deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I don't know if anybody else, but you know, but you know, the red green version that uh, that Herbaholtz played won that tour. Let me now. I'm I don't know if it's online somewhere. I'm going to see if I can. Uh, is my deck published online somewhere from that Pro Tour? Maybe. I wonder. Oh, yeah, here it is. Oh, I think I was red-green. I don't think I was zoo. Okay. I think I went red-green. Yeah, here it is. Solifuge. Dot deck. Yeah, so B- Birds of Paradise, Burning Tree Shaman, Dryad Sophisticate, Lanamore Elves, Rumbling Slum, Ten Street Hooligan, North Tree, Arashi, Moldervine Cloak, Char Shock. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find if Elite Vanguard has ever really done anything in Standard, but I don't... It feels like it may not have, but hopefully MTG Dex just doesn't... I don't I don't feel like yeah. it has. I'll, give, I'll see if this loads. Uh, like White, no. In the meantime, let's talk about Monastery okay. Mentor, because that card is yeah. so weak. Yeah, it looks like some random, like... It did some decent stuff, but not a whole lot. Nothing like, like top 8 at a GP, but nothing super crazy. But yeah, Monastery Mentor, I think, is... That was another midnight spoiler on on Christmas, or was that New Year's? Oh right, that might have been New Year's actually. Yeah, it was New Year's. Either way, the card's good. <laughs> spoiler alert: the card's good. Yeah. Uh, so Monastery Mentor is a two-two for a two and a white uh, with prowess, and whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a one-one white monk creature token with prowess onto the battlefield. Yep. So it's a. Uh, a form of uh, what's her young, name? Young Peasy. Young Young Peasy. Um, but all the dudes get prowess too, so it it gets uh it gets out of control yeah. quickly. I I do sure. think you know I think the fact that it triggers on anything has been like I've had it in some decks you know since it's been spoiled, and there was somebody who had mm-hmm. it in a red white aggro deck and it it did surprisingly very well there as well. Just because there's, you know, mm-hmm. your deck has... It probably, like... it You know, there's a, definitely a decent number of things for it. Like, you know, just good old-fashioned burn and whatnot that uh that trigger it. And, you know, like power, you know, like moxes and whatever are nice, mm-hmm. but certainly not what push it over and under. And I think that's something I've talked about, too, when people tend to overestimate the influence of power. Just like, oh, well, this card's great in Powered Cube, but not in... Regular cube because of artifacts, and it's like oh, no, no just... it's it's just fine, and it's just fine in yeah. regular cube for sure. Uh, I can't imagine a, a situation where being allowed to untap with this would be correct. yeah. It, it seems like it also kind of puts the interesting like bluff games that you can do, like with Pyromancer. Like you cast Pyromancer and you have nothing, and they're like, well, you ha- I have to kill it, like you know, like Persecutor for example. Like you cast right. it and. They have to probably assume you have the kill spell, so they'll do it for you. <laughs> right. Well, you know, and the other thing, or, or I like creatures that give that kind of tension. Like, okay, so there's the one also that I still like, and I believe is still on my cube. I, maybe I, because when I, with my, my ramp uh, changeover in green, which is the one, it's the, the guy that taps for three mana. The green creature that taps for three mana, but you can only spend it on oh, creatures. Oh, Sombral Sage? Yeah. Yeah, because they got to assume it. It's like, well, like, do you just would you like to take the chance that I don't have or something? 
a, a six drop yeah, in my or a hand. seven. It's like, well, like, good lord. It's like, well, like, are you willing to take that yeah. chance? They're like, oh, well, I have this removal spell, or I have this, contr- I have this, you know, spell or whatever that I, uh, I can just kill the thing that they play, and then you play something that's either uncounterable or has protection, or they can't kill it with the spell you have, and you're like, well, mm-hmm. that one yeah, up. it's like, oh, <laughs> guess I'm dead. Never, never. Also, I um because you know there, I didn't go to the pre-release and I, um so instead of using a um I just use, I put like use some awful like one drop from Ravnica or I think it was like Dissension or something as the monk tokens and I asked a friend who who plays some other card games I'm like hey do you have any monk cards from L5R and he's like yeah I'm like. Yeah, I was like, hook yep. me up. I can use some of these for monk tokens. He's like, all right. I'm like, nice. So I have six of those just like monk-looking dudes from L5R as my sure. monk tokens. But I, I feel like, yes, there is a difference between two and three mana. But I think, well, not think. The value you get out of being able to trigger off of anything definitely makes up for it. And the, and the dudes being threats on their own. Like, sometimes you'll just cast one-ones for one, like the young pyromancer dudes will just do nothing. It's like, all right, so these mm-hmm. guys chump block. Or, all right, these guys are uh, getting sacrificed to something. Like, okay, that's... And also lets you just, again, kind of play bluff tricks. It's like, all right, so I have these one ones, and, you know, now <laughs> I'm going to attack my dudes. And so uh, you going to block? And I'm in Boros? Like, right. sure, do you want to... Do I have the burn? Probably. You want to block? Yes, I have no burn. <laughs> right. I think, I think this is just a really good card. Um, oh, well, and, and you know, and any card that can take a game over by itself is, I think, worth exploring. And this is yeah. one of them. I mean, so it, it, uh, it, it and makes I've also it heard me. some arguments that, like, if you don't have any relevant cards and you top deck it, then it sucks. But I mean, again, that's this thing could be said of a lot of things. Like, even Tangle Wire, like turn seven with no pressure. Like, yeah, Tangle Wire sucks. It's still ridiculous. Sure. Because right. it's still ridiculous. But yeah, I think it... And yeah, it just even triggers off innocuous things like Pants, the third power favorite being Pants, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know, burn, uh, you know, any kind of thing, and even aggressive. And of course in Control Decks, it's just a nice, like, set it, protect it with some cheap counter magic, and then just punish mm-hmm. them further if they try to kill it. Well, right, like in the tempo decks or whatever, right? Like you just get to you, you gain all this extra value over like off of your mana leaks and things like that because you're uh, you're you're at least generating tokens, if not generating damage, because of the uh, the effects. Now, ideally, they won't be they'll be smart enough to try to kill it on their turn and not your yeah. turn, so you don't you know get extra damage yeah. in on them because of the prowess or whatever, but. You're still, you know, whenever they they try, if you're able to untap with this guy and they try to do something, and you're able, and you know, you have your mana leaks and your spell pierces or you know whatever it is that you're playing, your your memory lapses and things like that. It's like, oh, there's another one, one. Oh, there's yep. another and one. It's probably attacking from more than one, which they do. Like, right, and then sometimes you're just like, you know. Uh, bounce your guy and they'll attack with a 3-3 three, three and a 2-2. Two, two. Oh, make mm-hmm. another 1-1. One, one. Or really make another 2-2 two, because two, you just stack them. Or just go like Mana Rock, whatever. Like turn 4, Mana Rock, hold up, 
Never mind what I just said about the other thing. No, it's got to be a one-one because you have to cast a spell yeah, for a trigger. Right. It's all right. Whatever. But yeah, I, I definitely like Monastery Mentor here a lot. So yep, sweet card. Uh, I like. Uh, I, I think I'd like to to skip the next uh, couple cards in the list here. Uh, like Valorous Stance, I think is a neat card, and I think it goes right into the heroic deck. I feel like it's got some potential, um, but it's one of those another one of those cards that's like I don't think I have room for it in my cube. I, I don't have room for a card like that. I mean, maybe in, in a modern cube, maybe there's some way to to do something to it. You can, um, like you know, Wandering Champion's kind of interesting, but you know, we have lots of. Th- Granted, it's straight up better than you know, vanilla three ones. For a lot two. of things are. Um, and this is you know the three one, but you know, having the control another permanent. And having to discard first, and then having to hit, I just think there's too many ifs yeah. to uh, to to make that card a, a real a realistic thing. I want to be doing. If yeah. that makes sense. On that note, do you want to talk about the tri color hybrid cards? Yeah. So they they released a bunch of these, right? It's their like single color, and the first one we saw was you know Yasova. So yeah, because that was the first spoil was Yasova, and it's like, hey, this is kind of cool. And they said it wasn't a tri color set. So they print these <laughs> as, as, a, as a different way, but I actually right. really like these cards. Um, the the one that first alphabetically, and I don't think I really like it that much for cube, just because it's a four drop in white and it's not ridiculous, is a you know Dagadar mm-hmm. the Adamant, you know four mana for four, essentially a four four vigilance that lets you trade counters in Abzan. I still mm-hmm. don't think it really stacks up super well with the white fours. Which is unfortunate mm-hmm. because I, I I like the card, but it's just yeah, again just doesn't do much. Sure. Uh, uh, but you know, let's let's talk about this specific one. Yeah, we're good, old, like, good old Soul Soulfire Grandmaster Flash. Right, which is by the way is is a promo. Oh, it is. Is one of the foil promos? Yeah, I saw someone with a uh, a foil promo 50. one. So. Huh, that's cool. So there, maybe you can spike one. You know, for for not a million dollars, <laughs> since it is a mythic. Oh wow, yeah, it is. All right, all right. So Soulfire Grandmaster is a is a bear. It's a one one white for a two two. Has life link. Guess what else has life link? Uh, uh, instants and sorcery spells. <laughs> <laughs> instants and sorcery spells you control have life link. Uh, kind of works okay with those uh, damage cards. Yeah. Can you kind of imagine casting uh, like Wildfire with this? I, I had the first deck I had it in had Mizium Orders, but I, ne- I never got to get the combo. <laughs> no. I never got the combo off, unfortunately. No. And I almost so had it with the next ability, which is in two blue red hybrid, blue, you know, blue red hybrid. I don't know if there's a shorthand we can use instead. Like, blue. Is it. it yeah, like two. Yeah, is it? Is that. it two? Is it? Is it? The next time you cast an instant or sorcery, is it is what it a, an instant or sorcery spell? Because if you cast it, oh okay, yeah, so, it's so. Going back to your hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So, so for six mana, this is infinite time. Yeah, loss, and I right? had that actually happen. Well, I mean, I had the combo in my hand. You know, I had Soulfire out, but then I got it. Inquis- and it was mm-hmm. like you know one of those YOLO games, like after you play an actual match, and you know some other people sure, are sure. turtling it up and wasting time. 
Um, so like, you know, me and me and a friend were just playing a bunch of games out and I was just like, all right, so I'm just going to YOLO this. And then he inquisitioned it away. The time walk. No. And I was like, no. But I think I like this card, but not as m- I think my impression of it since testing it has gone down. Okay. Because I think the four mana is, is a pretty significant, I think in the review I talked about it. I'm going to see if I can find the review actually. Do 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 gathering magic. And it's on GatheringMagic.com. Blatant plug. Cough, cough. I mean, five or six mana is yeah. a lot. I mean, it's, you know, especially if you're yeah. in an And I think that's deck. the thing, is it... Uh, do, 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 do. So I kind of said, you know, essentially like Kicker, I said, that said, it could be hard to Voltron the spell in hand and the mana required to cast it and loop it. Um, but, you know, it still works pretty well mm-hmm. with aggressive decks, I guess, but it's more, I guess, for aggressively casted spells. Um, I said... I've. Well, it's also, I think, very good in the aggressive yeah, mirrors. Yeah, because of the, the lightning helix thing. I, mm-hmm. it's, it's something where, it, again, I think the four mana is... It kind of relegates it, makes it more difficult to use with expensive spells, which makes it more of a you know cheap thing. But it just felt like a lot of the times when I would have it... you know, And then somebody else had another deck as well. I think he had it in like, an Azu deck or something. I think it was an Anaya deck, mm-hmm. where he said, it just felt like... The circumstances are kind of harder to to align than you would think. Like sometimes you just need to mm-hmm. burn like time walk earlier in the game, or even just like burst lightning something sure. in the early game. Granted, it gives reach, which is quite nice. You know, just to go, mm-hmm. uh, you know, end step, um, ability helix or whatever, just like bolted or something. Right, you get like that land, you get that like land flooded game or whatever, right? Where they happen to let it live, which once again, it's kind of difficult. You you don't like to think that they would look, want to let these sorts of things live, but, you know, yeah. sometimes they do. But it felt like my opinion of that card kind of cooled down. I'm still, like, what I'm doing with the tricolor hybrids, and I actually use my blog for not Crack-A-Pack. <laughs> I know, it's shocking. <laughs> but I talked about how, what I'm doing with the tricolor cards. Essentially, I'm putting them in colorless, because the hybrid, mm-hmm. kind of like with the regular hybrids, I put those kind of, like, in a miscellaneous section, because, like, hybrid isn't really a drawback. And I found most of the time mm-hmm. people, myself included, used the hybrid cards more in monocolor, you know, just like, mm-hmm. say, Kitchen Finks in Boros versus Kitchen Finks in Azorius. Mm-hmm. Even though that's the optimal, most of the time people just grab it for those decks anyway. So I kind of did that with, right. more, with, like, this ability, you know, it doesn't necessarily limit it to Jeskai, it's just for, you can play in Azorius or Boros, but if you play it in Jeskai, then, you know, congratulations. So I just put it in kind of a miscellaneous mm-hmm. section. So that's where it's it's not really competing with white two drops or burrows or whatever, but that's where it is. I don't know. It's probably not going to last as long as I would have thought initially when I first saw it, but I mean, it's still fine. Mm-hmm. Like, and Lifelink's pretty cool, too. No, and, and right, and the card is, is really, really good in the aggressive mm-hmm. mirrors. Like, I, I mean, if, if you envision these, th- you know, you're both playing early creatures... And you're the one who gets to go, okay, searing blood your guy, kill your guy, you take three, I'll gain five. That's a huge yeah. swing. I mean, huge swing on, you know, on, on your, on some of your yeah. spells here. Like, uh, and, and anytime you're gaining life, you know, that's why people liked, uh, the Kithkin guy for a long Night time. Night Green. Yeah, Night of Metagrains, because, you know, he's just got this, like, incremental life gain or whatever that, that adds up, and he fights other creatures yeah. pretty well uh, with the first strike life gain stuff. Yeah. So, 
So uh, we're we're not getting a uh, a two way kitten bath. They're now grooming each other's faces. They kind of look like they're making out. <laughs> I thought you were using like really like really sloppily, you know, like really gross people. But they're actually just like cleaning each other's faces Aww. at the same time. Apparently, uh, being near a podcast makes them Aww. incredibly cute. <laughs> well, cats are generally cute. So, but I don't know. I I dig this guy. I will certainly try him. However, I, I really do like my suite of two drop creatures in white. Yeah, right we got now. some good ones. And we're getting an extra. We're getting an extra. You know, and having gotten an extra one drop in the set and an extra three drop, it's going to be a little tough to maybe find room for him because I do like uh, a quarter paladin a lot. I do like uh, the one the transform guy that becomes a three three on the outside. Hey, cl- side. clustered yeah, youth. Three, three. That card's sweet. Uh, yeah, I do like that card a lot. So, you know, it's I'll have to do a little bit of uh, soul searching. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Soul fire searching. So, uh, to to figure out what to cut for it initially, but I, I certainly want to yeah. try it out. Because I think while the last lines, last paragraph might be a little flavor texty, I think the other stuff might be good enough to to... With the possibility of of getting the flavor text active, yeah, on. I think honestly I like the. I kind of I kind of also want to. This is another card I kind of want to fire blast buyback and fire blast yeah. them again. Yeah, that would be sweet. <laughs> kind of want to do that too because that way it only does cost four mana. Like, but I think yeah, or, ooh, I've heard speculate. Ooh, ooh that, there's the that's the that's the good. Yeah, one I did right come there. up with that. There's just been a, there's been some hype for that in standard. So they've been like, hey, that's a combo, sure. and I'm like. Yeah, yeah, that's a combo. But yeah, seems. Yeah, especially with cards like uh, uh, Hordling Outburst and stuff that basically generate three mana for for Stoke yeah. on their own. So that's true. Cool. Yeah, I like them. Right. I'll try them. Blue. Uh, so as you know, blue has a pretty high barrier of entry. Yeah, blues. Blues a tough nut to crack. Want to talk about Cloudform? Okay, is Cloudform which one is Cloudform the one? It's the other manifest one that gives it flying yeah. and hexproof. Okay, so I got to watch that card play. Okay, I feel like okay. Here it is. Here's my opinion of this card. If you don't hit a creature, not worth it. If you do hit a creature, yeah. good lord, that is the rub. I mean, I watched a, a card just you know multiple times. I saw this card played in at the pre-release, and whenever it was just like a, a dirtily two-two. It really didn't do that much. And then there were times where they'd flip it over and it happened to be like, you know, a 4-1 pig or a 4-2, like, soldier guy. And it's just like, yep, good well, I can't interact. Like, you just have a, like, make your own pseudo, make your own dragon that I just can't yes, interact I can. with. I can't interact with that thing. So. And I'm dead. I don't think it's good enough for cube, but it's not the kind of card I think I want to be playing in cube. I'm not super, you know, spoiler alert, I'm not super interested in Manifest right now and very many of the Manifest cards. There's maybe, I think, yeah, one that I, that I might want to try. Yeah, the, the green, green one, one I've liked. Uh, but this this is not one of them, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, it's just kind of... And it's another three drop where... Three drops in blue. It's just not good enough. It's just not better than the other blue cards. Like, all the other blue cards are really yeah. good. Yeah, blue cards are pretty good. Like, I mean... The same thing with like okay so so Frostwalker right Frostwalker is just like a it's a toilet paper warrior right tar pit warrior yeah. 
it's like a four one for two, but as soon as it gets targeted, yeah, it dies. Yeah, it's a skulking ghost that oddly looks like Emrakul. Yeah. Ooh, it does kind of look like Emrakul. Yep. But yeah, I think it's. Ooh, he's Emrakul with C O O L because he's frog. Yeah, there you go. Put some gla- sunglasses on Emrakul. him. Like, hey, Emrakul. Right. Find yourself some cheap sunglasses. I think I like this guy. I don't know if I, again, I have, you know, I think I talked about this previously, but it just feels like the, uh, if you're supporting blue aggressive strategies or blue attacking strategies, like the cards need to be very, quite flexible, like Coral Home Commander, like I, I don't mind playing that in blue control decks because it's a cheap threat. Sure, well, right, and it, and it helps the devotion thing too, because it actually is just like blue. Yeah, that's, that's two pips. So, but like, you know, Pestermite, you know, cards like that are pretty decent in, you know, tempo decks are picking sure. fights, EOT. But, like, this card is pretty much just an aggressive card. And granted, right. I think if this was in white, would you snap play it? Or red? Red, yeah, yes. That's what I'm thinking, too. White? But, like, it, it, it has to go a long way, I think, for me to want to play this card and... To, uh, I, I think know. I would probably play it in white. Definitely red. I mean, white it would be close. Red black, for sure. Black play it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Black I think attacking so. twos are kind of weird. Green, I, I... Maybe? I don't know. Maybe? But, like, blue's not the right color for yeah, this, I don't think. it's intentionally in, in the weird color for it. It's just very weird. Right. So it just doesn't, like... Well, see, you know, so you can't just, like, crush people with this yeah, card or whatever. Because, like, removal spells... I mean, and the thing is, is that... Okay, so removal spells, as a 4-1, any removal spell is going to kill yeah. it anyway. Basically, I, I think for... Uh, as far as standard goes, I think it's basically just there to make it so you can't enchant it. Oh! Wow! Wow, good call. Good call. Like, can you imagine, you know, putting... You know, you know, cast this on turn two, and you know, turn three, like pantsing it up with a couple, like in the in the heroic yeah. deck or whatever, like and being able to target it and keep it, you know, and keep it around, like God's willing. Nope. Yeah. You know, like this thing yeah. hits hard. It's like a truck. But it's in it's in the right color. It's in the right color to to not. I see think play. if there were more attacking, supporting like more attacking strat like supported cards for blue it might have a chance to, but I don't sure. think it's with the suite we currently have right now I just don't think it's really worth it no even though oddly enough the best one you know the best attacking one drop in the game is yeah. blue uh, however it requires you to have a low creature a lower creature yeah. count which is kind of awkward for so this. It, it's kind of this this tension which is and, and you know maybe I should play it in my cube just because of how I feel about some of the best cards in history but I just can't for, I can't bring myself yeah. to do it. Usually when I've played, like, Delver, it's usually just been, or seen Delver played against me, it's just been okay. Yeah. So, but there, there's no no better than the than the uh, the old flipperoo revealing yep. mana leak on turn, after your turn one yep. guy. Yep, blind flip. The blind flip into the, oh, first thing I do is yep, screwed. Dead. So, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Enough for us to talk about for a few minutes, but I, I don't think we'll be adding. Jessica Sage, it does hit like it a does, truck yeah. though. Jessica Sage, I don't know. I've heard some hype from 
standard or like modern or something, but I don't know. Meh. It's a roadblock. Yeah, I, I, once again, I don't, I don't think you're. I, I think it's you know you could certainly play it as just a way to to buy time against for for the control decks against the creature yeah, I decks. What, I think I tested it out. But, and it was pretty much that. It was just like, all right, block. All right, draw a card. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Whoop de doo. Right. Another card that right. I think might be worth spending some time on, mainly because of what other people think about it. Reality shift. Okay, so this is the. As one friend of mine put put me said towards me, so do I play the blue path to exile? What? This is not blue at black. <laughs> what? Does it cost one mana? No. No, it, but it only costs two, and it does exile the creature, and they get themselves a manifested creature for it. So I feel like manifest, because it's just a very weird mechanic, people just automatically assume it's just a 2-2. Two, two. And granted, it's, you know, like I said, about a, half, a third chance of hitting a creature, two-thirds not. But just feels like because of that, it's just like it feels not coincidental that the one card with manifest that has it as a drawback is the one that's being hyped as all hell. And I just honestly, despite me talking about not wanting to start, you know ca- describe some cards as like Sigarda as bad, I think this card's c- pretty bad. Like I just don't think it exiles, which matters when it's relevant with things like. Uh, you know, like Worm Coil Engine, or just like Eldrazi that can't die or something. But this just feels mm-hmm. way too expensive. Like, two mana... Like, this is... Granted, color pie, different things, but this feels, A, worse than, like, Swords of Plowshares. It's worse well, than Doom Blades, I think. And, like, I don't even know if this yeah. is better than Pongify, which costs one blue mana. Like, you get a 3-3, three, three, and granted... Three threes tower over two twos, but I still don't see the hype about this card. Like, granted, it's blue removal, but I mean, so what? I just right. I think that's what it's down to is that it's it is blue, unconditional I removal. Just, I mean, to be blunt, right? I think it's just bad blue removal. I just don't think it's good. It's just, I mean, stuff's yeah. just dead. Uh, I I could see this in like modern frame cubes because you don't have as many good blue spells. There is a whole range of blue cards that you just cannot yeah. play uh, in modern frame ones, especially the spells. There's just all kinds of, like, counter spells and bounce spells and all this kind of stuff you just can't play. And so you need... I mean, you, you need your spells to help make up some of the ground. And I think... Uh, I, I To be honest, I, I think... The drawback on this card is better than the drawback on uh, Pongify. I mean, the drawback is, but I don't think it makes up for the two mana costs. So, and it's just a matter of how how much is is twice the mana. Well, it's not like four to two; it's two to one, right? So, like the difference between two and four is two turns, but the difference between one and two is only yeah. one turn. Um and However, this card, if you're the... It does really nothing against aggressive creatures. All it does is turn them into another form of themselves and save... Yeah, that might just slip into something better anyway. Right. Um, But even then, they still have to cast the mana on it, right? So I guess you're giving them a pseudo-free card. Um, But, you know, they still have to, quote-unquote, cast it, right, by turning it Yeah, and I think, while while we're on Manifest, I think... I've heard some discussion about, like, if you reveal, like, a ETB creature, like, it's it's good in that scenario, or bad, if you're 
manifesting your own thing. But I think it's, I mean, as long as it's better than a 2-2, I think it's mostly just, you know, the feel-bads. It's like, say you get a 2-3, you know, A, you still have the choice, you don't have to, you don't play, don't play bad magic. But it's just, sure. I think it's, you know, even if you do get, oh, I got a Wicker Bow Elder, it's like, well, you can still morph it, right? You can still pay 3 and a green to turn to a 4-4. Four, four. That's not the end of the world. Right. I, I Let me, let me uh, play Devil's Advocate. Um, I really like Chaos Warp because of the low percentage that you're going to really get kicked by mm-hmm. the drawback. I feel like a little bit of that's in play on this one. That, given the option, if you're using this to remove things that are a problem, most likely the 2-2 is going to be a much smaller problem, and the odds of it... You know, a couple more ifs here. If they hit a creature card, and if that creature card, if they can then flip the creature card, and then if that card was better than the card you got rid of, I think there's a few ifs that you might be able to find your justification for playing this card, and that it might be okay. However, once again, for my cube, which is, you know, Barrier of entry is super high for blue. I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, I, I, I'll certainly look into it for like the modern faced cube, and and maybe try it in there. But I'm just not feeling this one for for a regular cube. It's, it's just, you know, like two mana is just. I think it's just again, unless you're like straight up I, right. I think one mana would yeah. be bonkers. There's just no way they. Yeah, can there's make that no card, way they could but, do it for one mana. I just don't. I'm not feeling this for two mana. Like. I would rather play some kind of like bounce like into the royal in when it comes down to deck construction. And that's the thing, right? I'm not playing this card over yeah. into the royal or repeal or something or and it right. Yeah, I just I'm not feeling Barrier if somebody injury. if I, if I people give me good tests like if people end up trying it like I didn't test the card and I tested a lot of stuff for for the set because I was just like this mm-hmm. card just doesn't seem that great like if if the hive mind or whatever people give some actual results rather than just like, hey, this card seems good because it's good in standard, or they think it's good in standard, then I'll try it, but I just don't, I just do, I'm not feeling this card at all. Yeah, not, I'm, I'm and, not. And you know me, I don't tend sure. to give very super, like, hardline stances. I'm usually like, eh, this could be good. <laughs> I usually try not to just outright dismiss cards, but yeah, just I'm just not feeling it. So, so real quickly, in the dark, First thing that comes to mind is Vial of Dragonfire going to be uh, good? No. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Next. Renowned Dragon Weaponsmith, yeah. Uh, Temporal Trespass. Uh, so the new Time Walk that costs eight triple blue for Delve Time Walk. I don't play the five mana Same. Time Walk. Yeah, it seems like. So why would I play one that can't cast for a really long time? What? How much is the uh, Miracles one cost? To Seven. Hunt-cast? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, what's is there anything else? Shu Yun. Do you want to talk about that guy? Which one is uh Shu Yun? Okay, he's the prowess, yeah, prowess guy, right? And then if you cast a non-creature spell, you can pay Boros Boros. If you do, target creature gets double strike. I had yeah. it in the deck. It was pretty decent, but I had kind of a bad. What, well, once again, blue blue attacking yeah, creature in prowess that you need one of the aggressive colors to pair with it 
to have an aggressive deck and uh, yeah, them's a break. He does hit quite hard, like sure. Nice. You have to right, yeah. I mean, I can certainly see situations where he could be very good. Yeah, especially like in mid combat where you can you know cast a spell to remove one guy and give something else double strike. Yeah, and, I like that you can do it on but, any creature too. That's also pretty cool. Yes, it's not yeah, just so him. you get pants. Oh man! Right, like I said, instant speed, instant pants. speed, pants. Well, it has to be, I guess, a non-blue sword, right? Target creature. Yeah, so it's a non-both sword of body and mind, but everything else is all right. Torrent elemental. Do you want to talk about that guy? Yeah, just yeah. once a five mana blue creature. That's a three five. Yeah. It seems like a, like I think you said it was a pretty huge beating in regular limited, but yeah, that's that's regular limited. Yeah, regular limited, right. It's just really hard to... Five toughness is yeah. a lot. Flying is rough. The, exalability, the, the fact that you can't block with yeah. anything. The exalability seems okay. Yeah. And, like I don't know how often that's... Well, it's just for when delve you it. Uh, delve yeah. it away. But just in, in cube, I'm not sure how often that's going to really come up. Close to, yeah, close to none. Much. Like, and if your opponent's going to sort of plowshares, well, then your opponent's just bad. <laughs> Please don't do... <laughs> well, congratulations to your yeah. free win because your opponent didn't read your card. Uh, Black. I think we talked about Crux of Fate and we did. Yeah, not came playing out. that ghostly conscription costs a lot of mana. Costs seven. I I do think it might be better than than it might be done because like if you're getting a bunch of value dudes in your creature in your graveyard, you get to play the shuffle game, and then if you untap with those dudes, it's pretty awkward for your opponent. But again, it's just it's a lot of mana. That's the right. that's the unfortunate thing. Uh, Marto's Shadow Spear. Um, mainly want to talk about that one because Mark Poole did the art on that one, <laughs> which is kind of cool. I mean, it's a it's an upgrade on Pulse Tracker. You know, black for a one one. Whenever it attacks, each opponent loses a life, and you can dash it out for one black, one and a black, which is interesting. But it just is a little too low impact. Yep. Marto's Strike Leader, however, I, I do want to spend some mental calories on. Yeah, this guy's sweet. All right, so I was gonna say, what do you think of this card? But there you go. Uh, I, yeah, I kind of like this card just because of w- what it comes yeah, with, you know? Uh, Marty Strike Leader, 2 and a black for a 3-2. Human Warrior, so combo with uh, Woe Reaper. Whenever Marty Strike Leader attacks, put a 2-1 black warrior token onto the battlefield. Dash for 3 and a black. So it's one of those rare cards that has a dash cost higher than its converted mana cost. But I think that makes sense here. Well, yeah, because you're getting yeah, a you're getting one. something. Did you imagine if it were cheaper? Oh yeah, so here, <laughs> let's let's dash this guy for or even cheaper. Like, and you wind up with two, or even yeah. the same. I think would same be would be ridiculous. Like you get a th- you attack for three and you get a two one. That's right. You're left over with right, so it allows you to attack and defend yeah. at the same. Time. I I really like this card. It's yeah, this card seems sweet, especially because I, I'm still while black threes have certainly improved, still... especially with our recent uh, glut of demons that we've gotten. Um, which you know, Herald of Torment and Master of the Feast are both yeah. very good. But this guy, this guy's neat. He he kind of reminds me not quite of Rabble Master, but like a decent. It's like a, another saboteur kind of creature, like Geist or Rabble Master, where they don't you know have like true saboteur, but it's like you attack, and if they don't block, then it just keeps snowballing from there. I'm just like, all right, right so you get a two one. And then, you know, just in case, you know, I think dash the dash on this is pretty interesting, too, because, like, if they have mass removal or if they have nothing, then you can dash it out, hit them, 
while still developing your board position, or if your opponent's just on mono, you know, say you Inquisition them, or Duress, or do something, and you see they have a Wrath of God, it's like, okay, you're relying on Wraths to save you, I'll just dash this guy out. So you take three, right. I get a two on... Alright, you want a Wrath? Right, because you're going to take four, you're going to hit three again next turn, and I'm yeah, going to have another like, guy. So I think this, I think the uh, dash ability on this is probably the, str- I think this might be the best dash card in the set, mm-hmm. but I think it's, I think it's just a very nice attacking three. Um, I don't know again how it com, it's worse than Ophiomancer and Flesh Reaver, but I think it's still quite, quite good at just being a good attacking three, which I th- feel like attacking. And it's in a good attacking three with only one black in yeah, the cost. Yeah, that's another thing. I think that's 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 something that shouldn't be completely overlooked. Because a lot of the black... I mean, look at the... Uh, most of the black threes, like, esp- traditionally have double black Yeah, like, it be Jeral's Messenger is, like, you know, mono... Yeah, all the blacks. Mono right? three. I mean, uh, Torment, Herald yeah, of hippie, Torment, black black, Master, yeah, of, the, Master of the Feast. Feast, yeah, black black. So definitely a lot of those there. So I, I do think that's 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 yeah. kind of nice. I, I but so, I, I definitely do like and his stats like three power three two for three is not bad at all. Like sometimes nope. if they have a two two like okay then don't attack. Nobody's forcing you to attack with your Geist of Saint Traft into their two two right. either. Right, exactly. Or you could you know or if the two two is a problem and you know that if you want to get their two two off the board, at least at least you're left left with a uh, Bishop Desmond afterwards. Bishop Desmond. Tutu. You can have a oh, Des- if you want to kill their tutu. tutu. But, yeah, Bishop Desmond Tutu. Every time I see tutu, every time I say tutu in my head, that's all I can think of is Bishop Desmond Tutu wearing a skirt. But for he's ballet. a He's not a tutu. I know, but I'm saying tutu. If you want to kill ah, their tutu, nice. Because you said if they have a tutu, you don't have to attack yeah. into it. Nice. And I'm thinking of when you attack into it, you're you know they have a Bishop <laughs> Desmond with wearing a, a ballet skirt. Nice. I like it. So that's, a, that's all good. Just can't it's helpful to think of it. No, you're left with it. You are not left with a Bishop Desmond Tutu necessarily. I just wanted to complete nice. the pun. I, I'm a fan. Anyway, merciless executioner. Hey, look, it's flesh yep. bag hey, There we go again with the worse no zombie interactions. Right, you get warrior, I guess, but who cares? Warrior's not super big of a deal yeah, right card. now. What do you do? I mean, yeah, man. Yeah, not uh, soul flare. Want to talk about that thing? Okay. Yeah, let's 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 mention it a little bit. I, I don't know how good this card is. Yeah, I think it's. I think when I ended up tallying the number of cards that trigger it, it was about ten to twelve in each color. Like you know, blue obviously has a lot of flying. Red is a lot of haste. Mm-hmm. White is a lot of first strike and vigilance and whatnot. Uh. There's no cards with reach. Green had some trample and hexproof, so it had some had some stuff there. But I don't know. I think it's definitely interesting. <laughs> safe word is safe. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Not a I'm not a super big fan of this card. It's okay. I'm way more interested in the other delve creature in the set, only because because like he's ridiculous. Uh, you know. Because he's yeah, insane. that guy's dumb. And uh, I don't know. Soul Flare just seems. I mean, he's never going to cost six. Let's yeah, be no, no Delve card really do. 
but I, I'm just I guess I'm just not sure how much I want to be playing. I, I mean, if you could reliably cast him on turn three, that'd be one yeah. thing. But I, I don't think you can. You know, Q, that's not really a reasonable cube thing. And I, I guess a four mana uh, four four for four that gets some other ability is yeah, like a four four for. But you're not necessarily guaranteed to have another ability. Either, yeah, I think that's know? the thing. And there are some creatures which are like, so, of course, ridiculous with it, like Nighthawk or Flamespeaker sure. or Baneslayer. But yeah, right, right, yeah. If you just get like the double, the double yeah. dip, it's just which like, kind of makes this an honorary Mardu card, even though it's Delve, which is kind uh-huh. of interesting at that. But yeah, I think I tried it. I think I'm try- gonna try it for a little bit longer because it's like one of those weird kind of hard to quantify kind of cards, but I don't think it's going to last super long, but I want to get some more reps with it. Sure. Sultai Emissary is, is an upgrade to Butcher Ghoul. That's it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, let's talk about another guy who is, by the way, a uh, another pre-release. Oh, it is? Promo. Nice. Yep. Tassiger. Uh, Tassiger. The Golden yeah, Fang. Is, uh, spoiler alert. Oh, I spoiler alert. This card's good. <laughs> This card's really good. So he's uh, five black, so five and a black, uh, for a four or five delve. But he's one of these tribrid cards. So, and his ability is two Simic uh, Simic. Uh, put the top two cards of your graveyard, top two cards of your library into your graveyard, then return a non land card of an opponent's choice from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah. Yeah, and I've heard some arguments that, like, because your opponent gets to choose, like, that makes its ability worse. Uh, uh, d- so you can just delve out the other cards yeah. that you I was gonna say, just to- Like, it's a free card, and they can't put a land back into your hand. So it's not like, oh, I'll just give them this doofy land. No, it just says draw yeah, I was going to say, just delve like, away the bad cards. Four mana, draw yeah, a card. That's- and I, and somebody so the week before it got spoiled, somebody drafted a pretty sweet mono black deck. I'm gonna see if it'll actually load, but of course my computer doesn't want to cooperate right now. Let's see. But as you know, a, a sweet mono black deck, uh, Crucible of Worlds, Desecration Demon. So you know, just like a lot of early guys, you know, Carnifage, Diagraph Ghoul, Duress, Scarhide, Gravecrawler, Mox Diamond, Dark Confidant, Gta. Uh, you know, it had a lot of, you know, some, you know, Dross Messenger, Crucible, Downfall, Flesh Carver. You know, I'm just naming some cards, not all of them. And then, like, three fetch lands to go with Crucible. So it had de- mm-hmm. a decent amount of graveyard stuff, and I was like... And then I think one of the mornings it got spoiled. I'm like, all right, so I'm going to test this card in that deck. And it had... The only way it could use its ability is with Deathrite Shaman and Mox Diamond together, uh, which didn't happen. Because that's a pretty huge Voltron. But I was like, alright, let's see how this is. Even if it's just a 4-5. It was very good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the body is certainly uh-huh. a fair size. And this one, I could completely see uh, being able to, you know, having a 4-5 on turn 4. Yeah. Like, that's going to typically outclass what they're yeah, doing. It's a brick wall. And then somebody... Uh, last, I guess it was on the 6th, so I guess it was two weeks ago, had it in a blue-black deck, and it had a good amount of power, and I think some people were like, well, this deck had a bunch of power, of course it's good, which is 
not really reality. Eh, I mean, it, it helps does a somewhat, but certainly not reality. <laughs> but like, it was definitely very good in that deck, and I think I we played like seven or so games, and like that card, the, the delve ability. His deck had a lot of like disruption, like Thoughtseize, Inquisition, and whatnot, and a lot of cheap dudes, you know, like Bloodsoak mm. Champion, Dark Confidant, sure. uh, Herald, etc. And like whenever he used the ability, right. it was like, all right, so you get some disruption, or a dude, or a kill spell, <laughs> and right. okay, that's neither of which is good for me. And like we said, you can just delve away the cards that are bad, which usually happen. It was like, all right. So, Right, if you want to, right, exactly. You just make sure you're removing the cards that you don't necessarily want back in hand. Yeah. Uh, and then, great, you may flip up, flip another one you may not want. But, you know, this is cube. All the cards yeah, should be like, good. There's definitely times when, like, getting a duress back when your opponent is right. hellbent is kind of bad. That's fine. Right, get, getting a mana leak back when, you know, you're on turn 12 and everybody's got yeah, a million land. Like, you're not... But whatever, sometimes those cards can interact in well, other ways, right? It goes back in your hand. Maybe you then draw a compulsive research or a thirst for knowledge and you just have like an extra buff. Well, I was gonna say card. like or maybe you draw a psychotog and you have an extra card in your hand to discard to it or well, I was know, gonna say you're not dead that turn. I mean you can still just do it again next turn. Like say you get a bad say you get a duress, okay. You're not you're not doing this to stay alive. Like you're most likely just doing it again. It's like, okay, next turn. Right. No, no, note to self, don't cast the rest before yeah, doing like, it again. Yeah, just like, okay, don't... Again, don't play bad magic. But yeah, I think this card is really good. Like, And I think the single black... Like, I've heard, I think, Once again, I, I, yeah, relevant. Like I've heard, you know, I think I've talked about this on the episode, podcast before about the word splashable being used... Yeah, we had a whole episode yeah, about it. definitely right? is not, like, I don't know, just looking at this, like, Sultai rune mark is not necessarily splashable. Sultai emissary is not necessarily splashable even in limited but like this but four fives for as cheap as one mana yeah, are this this guy is definitely quite splashable like i could see a mo- you know a mostly blue or mostly green deck splashing for this yeah because you get to spend your and that's you know the challenge of finding where to slot these cards too is because while it is a black card it is not a soul tie card necessarily yeah. It's either a black blue or a black green, and it's card. not a drawback. Like, it's not like uh, you know nickel bolus where you have to be all three. You can be two or two, right? Or a Sultai rune mark where you have to have a green or yeah, a blue. Yeah, you can just cast it. I think most of the time when I cast it too, or most of the time when the guy had it, it would cost like one to three mana, you know, like four or something, right. and four for four or five, you know, earn earn Jin. Yeah, sure, it's pretty good. Right. Yeah. Of so this guy, I think, is very good. I think there was some lukewarm reception. I think I heard. I think I tuned into some some like stream where they were talking about it, not for cube, just in general. And then I rate it like a D minus because your opponent gets to choose. And I just kind of shook my head. I'm like, no, just just no. <laughs> but yeah, this card, that card's really good. Uh, next card, uh, Dragon Rage. I don't think like awkward. Trumpet blast is awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's spend some mental calories on Flame Wake Phoenix, which I think deserves some some mental calories. Did you you didn't want to you didn't want to mention Brutal Horde Chief oh, at all, which is the other wow I one totally of forgot that guy. Yeah, good old. I don't think I'm really feeling the Death Metal Grail, but I certainly could. Well, he's, he's not a demon brutal. though. Like Brutal is definitely <laughs> <laughs> quite the yeah. How is he not a demon? He's an orc. 
All right, that's my justification because yep. he's not a demon. All right, so he's a th- three and a black for a three-three. Uh, whenever a creature you control attacks, it drain lights mm-hmm. for one. And then it also has this uh, kind of like Master Warcraft ability, which is three Boros Boros. Creatures your opponents control block this turn of Able, and you choose how those creatures block. Yeah, that ability is... A.K.A. they all block something yeah, taunting else. taunting elf. Right, it's basically Wee. taunting elf. Can you imagine, like, this with a uh, whip? <laughs> Just like, oh, everybody blocks my... I think, like, Brad Nelson talked about in a review where, like... Somebody like somebody attacked with a one-one satyr just to get raid, and he, Brad had uh-huh. a whip, so just there were like twelve creatures blocking the satyr, so they like all gain a bunch of life. It's like it's like right. that too, where it's like everybody blocks my, I don't know, some some one-one idiot, and mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody's lifelink. So you know I. Five mana is a lot for this ability, but it's really good because it can just kill your yeah, opponent. I, mean, I don't think that's necessarily that bad, like mana efficiency wise. Like most of the time, they'll just do that, and then it's kind of like with a falter effect, where it's like mm-hmm. you obviously want them to be cheaper, but if they're higher mana wise, that's not necessarily the worst thing because you're that's likely the spell you're casting. It's like going falter effect, attack, and then right falter, yeah, you're dead. dead. And I guess the obvious analog is Hellrider with this thing. Sure, because yeah. of the one. Although the one, I think I actually think I like the one damage better than I like the drain I think for it's one. Somewhat similar. Like there's the offsetting life loss cards, like Harold and whatever. Right in black. Like this can't sure. hit planeswalkers, and I think that's just a really annoying, like distinction between like life loss that can't hit planeswalkers. I don't know what... Mm-hmm. I, I know there's some kind of, like, rules or flavor reason why, but it just is so annoying. It's just like, Dross Messenger can't hit Planeswalkers. This can't hit Planeswalkers. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a... I had a... What's his name in my deck? In that, that deck I was talking about that I had the... Uh, Kel, uh, the uh, Zealous Conscripts in. I also had a Hellrider, and multiple times just got to kill a uh, yeah. Planeswalker with it, with yeah, the triggers. And not actually, or like it got to save one attacker for their yeah. face, because I was able to ding their planeswalker enough that I was able to just send like the you know the the one one or the two one or whatever at their planeswalker to finish it off and have the three three hit mm-hmm. them. So, or sometimes yeah. not at all, <laughs> you know. Just hey, I have three triggers, kill that mm-hmm. dude. Do you think this com- compares like role wise to Hellrider? Like I think it looks similar, but I mean, do you think it? Like Hellrider is usually like a curve typer that attacks mm-hmm. by its, you know, it can attack by itself too, which is a thing. But I mean, do you think it fulfills mm-hmm. that same role that Hellrider does in those decks because of the whole additional blocking thing as well? Like it seems like it's a very easy comparison, but I don't know how much water that holds because it seems like they may hold mm-hmm. different roles, and I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The the haste is such yeah, a big deal. Yeah, the haste deal. is quite good. Um, and, and I guess this you know this has pseudo haste for the your for the trigger right because you have to generate the triggers the the drain life triggers uh, even without him attacking. Yeah, but I guess it's the same way with Hellrider though. Um, right, but Hellrider's definitely attacking. yeah almost all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have not left a Hellrider on defense very often. 
Actually, I have. Right. I, mean, I have. And if you and if you do, you're probably not sending very many of your other guys where that you wouldn't be sending Hellrider. I've done it in the aggro mirrors where I've cast it as a hill giant, where it's just like, all right, I need to play the. Come on, hill giant, get there. Right. And then just maybe attack with some other idiot just to trade resources or something. But yeah, it's not often. Most of the time, it just attacks. It's it has the has to attack, quote unquote, drawback, which is right. not actually a drawback. So I don't know. I, I don't. I guess I just don't know how I feel about this guy necessarily. Although you know, there are. What are we looking at as far as attacking type four drops? Yeah, black? there's not a whole lot, I guess. Like, I mean, we have the the demons, right? We have like you know, uh, desecration demon and uh, and the the guy we were talking about yeah, a bunch persecutor. earlier. Yeah, yeah, abyssal yeah, persecutor. There's a like. Skin render, which isn't really an attacking three, so to speak. Yeah, but I mean, that's that, that slots, guy. I mean, that guy's yeah, he just slots good. into that deck, which is nice. He slots into yeah. every deck that has yeah. black mana. But I d- you know, there, there's yeah, not a lot I d- of them. I think I think all the other colors besides blue have more attacking force. Yeah, because like four drop in white is is super high, super contested. Four drop in red. Super contested. There's a bunch of four fours for four abilities that don't see mm-hmm. playing green. So, yeah, I'm not so, I'm not so sure about the the yeah. black decks. So maybe there maybe there is a home for this guy. The only thing about me saying that there is a home for this guy is that I don't think he's good enough without the other. Oh ability. yeah, yeah. If you can't use the ability, he's not going in your deck. I think. So this is unlike Passager, which could just be fine. If, if you get stuck without the ability to activate the other ability, because he's just going to be a cheap guy, and then when you eventually you draw into it, you're fine. I think the timeline on the ability here is a little more compressed on wanting to be able to yeah. use it. Typically, aggressive decks have a, a limited lifespan of how often they're able to attack. Although sometimes that can be dictated um, by the opponent's board, too, though. Like if they have a frost sure. titan or something, and it's like, well, I can't. Right, right. If they just have a right, if they just have a billion. If they just have like a bunch of walls or ways to to, to brick your attacks that way instead of it sweeping. And them I out think of the that way. helps with that part of it. Like the the flying sixes help to close the game out immediately, whereas this can kind of help to get around a bad board state. Like say if your opponent has like a, you know just like some giant idiot that can just block your guys, and it's like, ha. Huh, Nice, uh, right. whatevers. And I think that's certainly nice. I think there was... I, I think it's a yeah. tester, but I'm not I'm convinced. not trying it out, but I think... Like, somebody had it, and I think, like, he misplayed. Like, he could have won, but he misplayed by not using that ability correctly. Like, if he did, he would have won, but he oh, didn't, okay. so he died. And I was like... Gotcha. Dang it. <laughs> it's like, that's not good. It is a weird ability, to be fair, so. but yeah. Uh, was there else? Is there know. like Battle Brawl? I don't know. I'm ready, I'm ready to talk about some uh, Battle Brawler. I don't like the has to be have to control other things for yeah. it to be good. So, uh, so what else was there? Do you want to talk about the Phoenix? Uh, let's go to red. Yeah. So, uh, oops. Oh no! I just closed my browser Uh-oh. window. Okay, I can drive. It's <sighs> all right. Oh, there it goes. Oh, came back. Apparently, I don't know why I closed. But when I went off it and clicked it back on, it opened up all my nice. tabs again. So, so, th- so that's something yeah. at least. 
right, and what, what are we talking about Wake now? Phoenix. Oh, Flame so Wake. One in okay. double red for a 2-2, two, two, Flying Haste, attacks each turn if able, and Ferocious, an ability that isn't really seen on a lot of cube cards. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if you control a creature with power 4 or greater, you may pay 1 red mana. If you do, return Flame Wake Phoenix from your graveyard to the battlefield, and the battlefield being why it's really being considered here. And I think when I thought of this card, there's a distinction between the terms effective and efficient, because the most obvious mm-hmm. comparison is, of course, Chandra's Phoenix. I think this mm-hmm. is efficient in the decks that can use it, and Chandra's Phoenix is effective. Like, it's very mana efficient in its ability, but you can most more reliably, mm-hmm. I think, use Chandra's Phoenix's ability. Like, it's easier to get going. And it feels sure. like maybe the payoff is better on Flame Wake Phoenix. The question is being able to get that payoff. Right. Because if they have a removal spell, they're killing your four your four drop ahead of combat. It doesn't automatically come back like, oh, burn your face, mm-hmm. get it back. Granted, it's a you know significant discount that it's only one mana instead of three. But my other question is, is how many creatures if we're if we're in a heavy red commitment deck which we want to be if we're going to play a card like this. How many of your creatures actually have four power? Yeah, and or I more? think that's the thing. I'm going to go to my cube list because I, I've tr- so we have uh, we have there's a there's a few four drops. So we have like flame tongue and hero of oxid ridge that are both four power mm-hmm. for four. Uh, I mean, and we have things like but like zealous conscripts is not a four power yeah. creature. Like obviously uh, inferno titan and stuff like that is, and like you know dragons. There's rabble master um, if you get two dudes. Right, but it's at the beginning of combat. You have to have the Do four. You? Yeah, it says at the beginning of combat on your turn, if you control a power oh, four or greater. So it can't be mid combat. It needs to be beginning oh, of combat. That's, that's not fair. So I guess having pants or yeah. whatever helps. So like you know, bone splitters are a good yeah. fix. Sarkin, Sarkin the dragon's feet. Why is my internet being so slow? This is really annoying. Yeah, so right, you could activate a Sarkin. You can activate a yep. cough. You can activate the mountain or whatever with Kyle. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can bring um, my cube to your list. This is just really annoying. Like it's taking forever to load this. But there's there's not a I don't I don't feel like I feel like this card is set up to be in like the green red decks. I mean, obviously that's the whole point behind it, right? That's why it's in Teamer, is that it's the ferocious mechanic, right? And you just have these large guys that oh hey by the way this came back and it's getting mm-hmm, you again. Yeah. Firecat, Hellrider, Hero, or not Hellrider, Hero, Flame Tunkavu. Uh, yeah, Ball Lightning for those yeah, who Ball play Lightning, it. Thunder Mahel Kite, Inferno Titan, Gargadon, Koth, if you get a 4 4, Dragon Speaker, but not a whole right. lot. I do wonder, like, if it's more of a thing for the, like you said, the kind of more mid rangey decks that mm-hmm. can supplement it, although it's kind of. A bit at odds with those, because those decks want to usually block with their 2-2s. You know, if it has, like, a 2-2 that recurs, it wants to block. But, I mean, it could just be, like, a supplemental threat to close the game out. Like, if you have, you know, a Bayloth or something, or a Pelucranos, then you can go and, you know, keep attacking kind of thing. But granted, it seems like most of the time if they're going to kill a creature, they're probably not going to kill the Phoenix. So I don't know if right. it has... It might just have that Feast or Famine kind of, you know, just, like... When it's when it's bad, it's quite bad. But like when it's good, it's 
good, not great. I, mean, I don't know. I haven't really tested this card out much because I just like the other red cards in the set more. But I don't know. I guess you have hell. You have hell's thunder too. If you if you're that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of other ways that you could play this on three and then have something else hasty on four that would, if it dies, have something else hasty on four that attacks. Like war gear. Like if you get know. war gear on on a dude. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, as I say, yeah, pants certainly yeah. help. I don't know. I, I'm not convinced about this yeah, it guy. it seems like difficult, but it seems like a card... I, I would not be surprised if I get surprised by how good it is. But for right now, sure. I think I'm just... I'm, I'm probably going to test it out, but... In terms of quote-unquote official updates, I'm probably just not going to, and then I'll try it out, which is usually what I tend to do. Mm -hmm. I usually tend to be on the safer side with quote-unquote official updates and then just try other stuff. It's like, all right, Right. so I'll try this Phoenix out. Another card, Goblin Heel Cutter. Oh, yeah, this is the the one you were mentioning earlier. This is another dash guy, right? Yeah, the Goblin. So three and a red for a 3-2. Whenever it attacks, target creature can't block this turn, and then the dash, which is where the rub is, is two and a red. Right. I feel like I would ne- hardly ever want to cast this card yeah. before mana. Same. Yeah. And almost always cast it for three. I still think that's fine. Um, and, and I think that would... I think this card could be Remember good. Ben, Ben Hout, shoutouts to Ben, like, he said he... Ch- because you can do it every time. Yeah, I think he tried it out in his cube, and he said it, he had like a Boros player draft, and he said it was very good. Let me see if I can find his post. Goblin Hill Cutter looks like a typical common, but it does a lot of work. I totally beat a Baneslayer Angel tonight with a bunch of weenie to medium guys because of this card. Also, dodging sorcery speed removal is a real problem for many decks. I even killed a Phantasmal Image with it for value. Wow. Being able to falter past big butted creatures is great for aggro decks. I ran this crazy five-color deck tonight with Heel Cutter, and it was the card that allowed me to win a match that I otherwise would have lost. Yeah, a 3-2 with Falter allowed me to win a game with a five-color deck. (laughs) Again, the dash was key here. And I think there was a time when he posted before, I think he said, Goblin Heel Cutter received rave reviews from the Boris player. He said the Falter effect was really relevant multiple times, and even it helped him beat out a Gristlebrand. Wow. I really liked it. Yeah, I, I could definitely see it being very good against the life-linking creatures that yeah. can block, because that's often, you know, well, that's, you know, uh, Zealous Conscripts mm-hmm. roll a lot of times. Just like, well, all right, take, take that. Coil. But sometimes you just have to be able to get past it without them getting the ability yeah. to gain life. I really like the dash mechanic. We didn't get a broken aggro card with it, but the heal cutter is pretty solid. And yeah, I think I had it in a deck, but my deck that I drafted with it honestly was kind of bad. Like, it was a red-blue aggressive deck with two one-drops, <laughs> so it wasn't... Generally, I, t- I, I tend to like drafting is-it aggro decks, but I just didn't get the one-drops mm-hmm. I needed, and because of it, I just got crushed, and I went, like, one-two. Mm-hmm. But, like, Heel Cutter... I think Heel Cutter was in that deck. But yeah, I, I, I think I like this card. At least that... And, you know, that was... Shout-outs to, to Ben for the, for the positive feedback on that card. But yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I like that card. That card's pretty... Like I said, yeah, I'm definitely never hard casting it. it ever. I don't see that because th- it it in that mode. It, I mean, it's something you can do, but like I'm trying to think of scenarios where you do. And I okay, so a scenario I see where you would is if maybe if you have a hasty five drop, that's gonna yeah. follow it. Or I guess if everyone has a hel- like a worm coil or some. No, maybe not. Maybe if you're 
I think I like the Hasty Five better, actually. Oh, there you go with Coligan. Coligan Man. Heel Cutter. Right, so that way you're setting this bigger attack up because you don't have eight mana available or nine mana available, and you just want a... You just want another threat on the table to to try to kill them. That works. But because you just don't have enough mana to, to to play both threats at the same time, so you need to you need to seed one ahead of time. And you're not planning on attacking that turn anyway, because yeah. So, All right. Next card, humble defector. Uh, yeah, uh, it uh, seems like a little too much setup. Just like we did there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, Marty uh, Scout, do you want to talk about that guy? I feel like the only time that I want to play Humble Defector is if I'm in an Ascendancy deck, and I get to use it like five times before they get oh, to wow. use it. Oh, wow. Wow. That's that's pretty stellar. I like that. Marty Scout, I actually like this card. I haven't heard a lot of talk about this guy, but I actually like it. All right, this is the the other dash guy, right? Yeah. 3-1 uh, dash. Double red for a 3-1 dash, one and a red. I think there's another one where... People can look at the individual modes and be like, well, this is worse than Blade of the Six Pride, because it costs double red, and like that's bad, and who wants to dash it out, but ignoring the complete package. It was in that bad Boros is a deck that I had, and it was actually one of the few ways that it was able to work. Actually, quite, I actually do like this card a good amount for that reason. Well, not because I had a bad deck, but because it just, it's very <laughs> good. I do like... There's a term in heart in Hearthstone. I don't really follow Hearthstone as much as a lot of other Magic players, but there's a term called like burst, which means just like being able to get a lot of like damage or something out of nowhere. As far as I know, just being able to go okay. like you know, da da and then just burst, whatever, just do a lot of stuff out of nowhere. And like this card can fill that role quite well for you know two mana, just being able to go like, all right, this uh, attack, and you can also just hard cast it. And I don't know which mode I like better, but I liked both. But I like this guy. I don't know. I don't know how well it ranks with other two drops, which is the thing. Which of which we've gotten a bunch of really good ones in red. Yeah, recently. I think that's the thing. But I mean, it's it's not bad so far. I think I like it. Yeah, I don't know if I like it as much as a lot of the other twos that we've gotten recently. But yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm a little a little little cool around it. I think they probably you are. There's a there's mob rule which is only relevant because it's a reference to Black Sabbath's Mob Rules album from 1980, I think, when they had oh. with Dio during the Dio years. Oh right, yeah, when he was Dio. there. Those albums are super underrated, by the way. The Dio albums, but with uh, Black Sabbath, there should be like with the lyrics, like the chorus is like, if you if you listen to fools, the mob rules. And I, mm-hmm. I want to t- somehow tie that in with this card, but it's just not good. <laughs> There's, I don't think it's... No. We, we probably already spent more time talking about it than we ever There's, really There's uh, Vault, Bre- Vault Breaker. Should... Oh, yeah, that's the 4-2 yeah, dash, 4-2 right? dash. Whenever it attacks, you may discard a card. If you do, draw a card, because regular looting is too good for red, apparently. And it's a right. Fiashino Sandstalker dash. Right. For uh, cheaper by yeah. one red. Trade in a red for whatever. Like uh, yeah, I, I certainly don't like him enough to, to put him in. I yeah, I think that's the question. The rub. Wild Slash, lol, no. Shock, shock variant. However, the the, the, the tribrid guys in, in red, I think, are, are both work. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're 
using our our mob rule mob rule time, time to discuss instead. <laughs> hey, if you listen to fools, you smile at death. <laughs> That's a new word, right? So do it, Alicia, who smiles at death. Three two, haste for two and a red first strike. Nope, nope, nope. Three two first strike. No I haste. Thought I said three two first strike. Okay, so three two first strike. Whenever she attacks, you may pay Orzov Orzov. If you do, return target creature card with power two or less, not converted to mana cost. From your graveyard to the battlefield, tapped and attacking. So I don't think you're probably going to play this in the same deck with Hornet Queen, because good luck getting that mana going. Well, you could probably do it in Jund or something, <laughs> or, or like Naya, but I don't, I don't think that's going to work. Well, yeah, it's like one of those things where, like, you know, you get... Uh... You get like Liliana of the Veiled, and you're like, "All right, I'll discard Hornet Queen." Yeah, it's like, uh, and play Alicia, equip it with Lightning Greed. Mm-hmm. Ah, like, there you thing. go. I kind of just want to bring back a uh, Mold Drifter with this. Yeah, or like. a Phantasmal Image. Yeah, or like a Dax Duplicate. Well, Dax Duplicate getting haste. Well, a Dethrone. Would you trigger Dethrone? Uh, what is the dethrone mechanic? It has to attack, yeah, think, right? It has to be declared as an attacker. Yeah, so maybe that doesn't work. So Aww, that seems no like well. it would no, not work. But I think it's still good for just a lot of the converted mana cost two or less and two power guys just tend to intersect anyway. Like bring back sure. Elite Vanguard and have it attack. Yeah, right. It's just yeah, bring back this this other it's, dude. Stats are like, decent. Like three power first strike for two. I mean three. That's fine. Right. I mean, I I was running. What's his name in my cube for a while? The uh, the three two first strike for three. That whenever they cast a blue or white spell, they Mind take Sparker? two. Yeah, I think I yeah. was for two. And that guy was actually yeah. fine. This card will likely replace. Did Mind Sparker cost one in double red too? Because it's lazy. No, I believe it was red red one. Huh. I swear. But I'm not sure. Let's find out. Because I think I thought all the um, I, I got all right the here. hoser cards. Okay. One red red. Yeah, I think they're all double colored because uh, Lifebane Zombie yeah. is one. Lifebane Zombie, black. the Merfolk guy. I forget his name now. Tidebinder Mage. Right. Tidebinder yeah. was blue blue. But yeah, I, I definitely like this card for attacking decks. And granted, this tends to, you know, red, white, red, black tend to be the flavors of those aggressive decks anyway. So that's right. Yeah. So I don't feel like you're going to have a problem activating yeah. that ability. And you know, you get to. I mean, and it's one of those things too where you play them as you. Play her as your three drop, and then you don't have to cast another spell, and you can just wait to see if they get to mm-hmm. attack or not. You know, the only tension is whether or not is if you have a haste creature in hand. Yeah. Whether or not you want to do it, or you know, maybe they didn't kill any of your creatures and you just attack with your three two. Yeah, Who cares? still fine. No, this card yep. seems sweet, and I, I will be finding. I will be finding. It's a sweet one. For it. And shaman of the great hunt. Which felt like it was underrated at first, but it seems like people are maybe not necessarily for cube, but in the in the greater magic contingency for shaman. So it's three and red for a four two haste. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, put a plus one plus one counter on it. And ferocious two simic simic. Draw a card for each creature you control with four power or greater, which most likely means draw a card, unless it gets killed in response. I like this. I've I've liked this card. Somebody had it in like a Naya-ish deck, and he liked mm-hmm. it. Well, right, and it's 
one of those things where you don't have to attack with it for it to, for the other guys to get the bonus. If you if you're just going to get it killed and you don't want it to get it killed, you know, if you're in a token deck, this card is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, imagine because you're 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 you know likely willing to attack with all your tokens, so some of them double up, or maybe you just cast a spectral procession the turn that before this say, guy. Just procession it up. Um. Four two haste for four is legitimate. Yeah, and granted, it like um, it gets it can get stonewalled by the opponent's two twos, but again, you don't have to attack. Correct. And there are times where you're on the draw, and they play, you know, they play their wrath of God. You untap, and then you hit them for four, and you're left with a five yeah. three. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think this guy's, and it's only one red in the cost. Yeah, again. So you could conceivably splash it in like a mostly green deck. Yeah, I mean, is this card good enough without the activated ability? I, I kind of think, think it so, might be. Probably, like. However, the only problem is the competition at red yeah, four, and I think it probably stacks decently well with those. I think. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I still think hero. As far as the creatures go, hero, flame tongue, and hell rider are all better. Yeah. And, you know, we have other four, you know, Koth is, might as well be a creature. I usually count four. as a four in deck building. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, aside, I think it's fine. But, I think this is good enough to stand with those. Like, I think that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I, I, I think it's certain. I think it has a, some wider usage, too, because of the whenever a creature dings them, because I think it, it, it gives extra value to the token deck, which is something we're trying to build on a little bit anyway with, like, the Perforos thing, right? Just having more creatures and more creatures coming into play and creatures getting bigger, and, you know, it's also one of those things that will continue to, you know, help, where you probably don't have to commit that many more resources, mm-hmm. because the ones that you have are, should be getting larger as long as you're able to Yeah, and you can always just draw, and like, I think this works, de- like, a lot of those other fours aren't really that great in the non-attacking decks, like the Jun mid-range kind of decks. This guy seems... Mm-hmm. I haven't, you know, I haven't seen him played in those kind of decks, but I mean, he certainly. Oh no, I think he could be fine and turn all your like one one like elf idiots. Yeah, into or just dudes. like draw two. Like I have this guy in a Palukranos. It's like, all right, draw two, draw two. Like right. that's not, ain't bad. No, I kind of, I yeah, kind of dig this guy. I think I'll I think try him also. One. Uh, green. What's there in green? Uh, Abzan Beastmaster. Do you want to talk about this guy? Uh, hold on. Let me let me take a look at what it actually looks like. It's a hound. Eh, uh, no, I, I, I'm not, not, not a big fan of playing three, two ones for three that are conditional might be yeah. okay. Because it's not like he's a zero four. That's true. That would make, well, that would, <laughs> where you're definitely going to win the toughness battle. He's a two one. He's not even a two two. I do wonder I if that was done originally and then they kind of plinked it down. I, I, right, I'm sure yeah. it's intentional. Although I do wonder, like, there was that card Curse of, or whatever, Triumph of Ferocity. And I, I do, sure. the only reason I put this on there is I do wonder if this is one of those enchantments or effects turned into a creature, where it being a creature is enough to boost it over. Like, but I don't know, and honestly, I haven't had any reps because I haven't tested it. So I honestly don't know. But I don't know. It's, again, just kind of. Doesn't doesn't yeah, feel just, good to me. I I looked at it, I was like, eh, yeah. Uh, let's see what else there is in green. Frontier siege, I, I eh. I, like 
I, I'm, I'm going through all these and like nothing. Seems Frontier good. Siege, I don't know, seems okay in like the super ramp. Like Team or Sabretooth might be okay as like a like thing. Like, but I guess Whisperwood Elemental is probably the one that really like Whisper of the Woods. Yeah. I just I don't see the appeal of that card. It just seems like getting more mana when you have a bigger dude. Like, is that? I guess it helps you like you know go bigger, but it's two mana for a mana elf. Like what? I don't get this. Right. No, there. Right. There's as far as just green cost goes. I think Whisperwood Elemental is about yeah. it. Wild Costume's um, fine is just like a kind of Grenzo-ish card where it's decently on curve wherever you cast it. But like, sure, right? Because you right, you get a two mana two two, a three mana three three, a four mana four four, etc. Yeah. etc. But I do like Whisperwood Elemental. That card, that card's pretty sweet. So it's three and a double green right. for a four four. At the beginning of your end step, note it's end step, not upkeep. Manifest the top card of your library. And then sacrifice Whisperwood Elemental until end of turn. All face-up non-token creatures you control gain. Whenever this creature dies, manifest the top card of your library. So it's like a Caller of the Claw-ish ability. Right, which is kind of neat. And most of the time you should be getting a 6 power out of 5 mana with the potential for more. Um, If you hit creature cards, it's going to be, you know, you'll earn your free cards that way. I like a lot of the potential. Yeah, I think card. it's quite... Like, somebody played against somebody who had it and said it was really good. Like, because it, I guess it's, it, it kind of reminds me a bit of Ophiomancer, where it's like, unless they kill it on the spot, mm-hmm. you're getting value. Granted, five mana versus right. three mana is a thing. But there's not a lot of instant speed sure. stuff that kills this. I kind of remember when someone was trying to convince me that Obsidat sucks because Swords to Plowshares kills it. Yeah, and, and no, like that's yeah, I'm like, so well, how many other cards kill it? Is this reality? Because it that seems like not right. really reality. But I and right. I think that the protection ability is pretty decent. But yeah, I've... right. I mean, it's 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 not blank text. It's yeah, certainly like, fine because at least when uh, if your opponent wraths you, then it you turns know. your mana donks and you know like your dorks into into manifest guys, which is nice. Right. Which right, which may pay off dividends or yeah. whatever down the line, and it's a non mana ability, non tapping ability, so you can play it into the teeth of a sweeper if you have other creatures in play and still get some value out of it to attack them the mm-hmm. following turn. And like I say, you might just hit an enormous manifest card, and you might be able yeah. to just get them. No, yeah, I like me this too. Card. I also like the uh, both of the, uh, the tribrids, tribrid cards. Uh, I don't think we need to spend too much time on these. I'm sure we've talked about Yosova. Yeah, we talked about Yosova. I've liked that card. Um, but a Warden of the First Tree is very, very good. Um, I just don't think it's going to be as good in standard and other and constructed formats as Figure of Destiny was. In I don't think this really like, despite the fact that it looks a lot like Figure of Destiny. I think this is mostly like Student of Warfare, but I think that's fine. Right, it's definitely more... St- well, you know, everyone, as soon as you saw it, the first analog is, you know, this three ability... Yeah, they're hybrids. If, if the first, the second one. If the second one, then the third one type thing. Uh, so, I guess we can actually say what it is. People actually know. Warden of the First Tree is a uh, one mana, so it's a green mana for a 1-1. One, one. Uh, has the ability of one Orzhov. Uh, it becomes a human warrior with base power and toughness 3-3. Three, three. 
I might add that it is a human, so there is some value there. Um, second line is two Orzov Orzov. If it's a warrior, it becomes a human spirit warrior with trample and lifelink, uh, which I'm not convinced why trample 3-3 three, three is that great. But, <laughs> yeah, okay. or why is... And then the uh, lifelink fine. And then the third ability is three Orzov Orzov Orzov. If it is a spirit... Put five plus one plus one counters on it. Yeah, and so it becomes your so, eight eight. And I might add, if they're not dead from the first eight eight, you can activate it again and make it a thirteen there you thirteen. Go. It's like so for for those for all those corner cases that you're. Hey, that you hey they might have a Sundering Titan. Hey, you know what's kind of neat is if uh, can't with a figure of destiny, can't you shrink it in response to them using like Elspeth's ability, like kill all threes or less? You can turn it back into a two two. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Can you do that? Yeah. There you go. Like haha. It's like a, it's like a morphling, pulling all the tricks. Right, right. It's like, yeah, this card's. I I try to think of how often in in Magic how how often I've gotten a student of warfare to be bigger than a three three first strike. I I'm have for to think sure. Percentage wise, because I've only done it, but I think most of the time I just get it to a three three, and I'm like, all right, that's cool. Right, because it doesn't take much to get it to the 3-3, three, three, and then you're fine there, and then maybe later on, or if you draw it late, you might get it up yeah, that high. you might Voltron. Um, I, I would say that I've gotten uh, the red-red one to an 8-8 eight, eight Trample Flyer more than I've gotten Student, student of Warfare to a 4-4 Strike. Yeah, I remember there was, a, there was a video I remember doing where I think I had the ability, I was... I think I was had the ability to do it, and then as soon as I did it, the opponent scooped. Because I think they were like a mono red deck or something, and just mm-hmm. um, like, what are you gonna do with yeah, that? I think I think the opponent Flyer. tapped out to play like a lodestone golem or t- uh, like tapped out for very low mana, and I was like, all right, so level, let's turn this into a giant flyer. It's like you do you uh, do you have it? And they were like, nope. I was like, all right, sweet. Or they just conceded. Yeah, and I was you like, did. all right, so that was game. But yeah, I don't. Uh, so I guess a few things with this card. I guess the second ability I've heard the argument that like you can kill it in response to turn it into a three three guy or turn it into a lifelink and trample thing. And I, I well sure because there's no yeah, size there's no increase. size increase and that's honestly I think out of the three abilities, the middle ability is definitely the worst because I mean granted right. it it's not flavor text and you actually and it you can do things with it like you can trample over two twos and you can lifelink. Which makes attacking in those scenarios pretty good, but just mm-hmm. I think most of the time I'm am just getting this to a two two uh, to a three three, and the other right. things like if I can if I've got the mana, I'll turn it into a tree folk. You know I'll turn it a tree folk, <laughs> uh, you know a trampling life link. If I have the mana mm-hmm. free, I'll put some counters on it. But I'm feeling most of the time I'm just going to turn it to a three three and attack, but I'll be happy with that. Right, like as where like figure of destiny, I'm very interested in getting it to using the second ability as soon as possible. Yeah. Like I'm I'm quite willing to go turn one figure, turn two, make it a two two, play another one drop, turn three, make mm-hmm. it a four four. Yeah. Where this guy I could see make it a you know, play it as a one one, make it a three three, and then if I only if I happen to have mana laying around will I pump it to the next level. Because I'm not really getting a whole lot out of it. Because it's not getting first strike, it's not getting a way to really protect itself anymore. 
it's just like an extra bonus that's not going to matter a heck of a lot. I guess if they're if they're playing a bunch of token creatures, then maybe yeah. I would consider it. Or you have pa- or you have nice pants but, to go with it, or something like you have a sword. Sure. Yeah. 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 Or uh, you know, being able to put a uh, plus three plus two a grafted war gear yeah. or something on it. You know. Sure. That's I one thing that, that I well. think is probably intentional but, is that this ability, the second ability, doesn't reward you for doing it at end of turn. Because, you know, like, lifelink and trample do nothing when you do that end of turn. Like, say, turning it right. to a 3-4. Like, if, even if it turned to 3-4 or something, there's some kind of, I guess for lack of better terms, like, tangible thing. Well, you can respond with the ability. Responding with it when they try to kill it or do something to it, like, has zero yeah. effect. But yeah, I think that it's kind of like you, uh... It's kind of like a rest stop. You know, you're going to wherever, like, say you're driving from St. Louis to Chicago. You know, I only use this term. I guess this is my analogy because I've gone to Chicago many times. Or, you know, this is kind of like the rest stop. Or, like, this is kind of like Springfield or something. (laughs) This is Springfield, Illinois. That's the middle ability. Or it's like, eh, sure. Something I got. You don't have to stop, but I guess you could. All right. Do you need some. Do you need some soda? Like, do you. Do you got. We got time? Sure. Alright, we'll still use this ability. And, like, the last ability is pretty gross if you get to it, but I'm just not sure, like, I'm not really a big fan of the analysis or analyses where they're, like, this costs, you know, 12 mana to, yeah, 13, 13 mana. mana to make and it it's into like, whatever. Well, if, okay, that's, um, how much mana does it cost to turn figure into a big guy? It costs. It costs 16 mana to make a uh, dragon, whatever. It's like, no, don't. It's not that at all. It's, hey, I have this, and then ooh, I have some free mana laying around. Let's do. Let's let's make. You know, let's let's put some money mm-hmm. in the bank. And then ooh, my CD matured, and I now have yeah, a four four. Like, oh. All right. Well, let's uh, let's invest a little bit more. And ooh, hey, look, I have yeah. an eight eight. You know. By the way. No, I, I I don't. I'm not a big fan of those analyses yeah. either. By the way, um, and I think. No, no, no uh, offense meant to meant to Springfield, but you're not Chicago. <laughs> Although they have, they ever tell you about the spicy chili thing I did there? Yeah, yes, that was did. not spicy at all. <laughs> that was not very spicy chili. Not, not spicy. Were you ever able to get the uh, ghost wings? I know you said they were sold out the first time. Were you ever able to try to get the ghost pepper wings? No, I never. Popeyes? I never went to. A, I never saw Popeye since then. All right, we got one in town. I might have to get some and tell you my white man sensibilities on You're how like, hot they are. Dead. Thank you. <laughs> you right. reply as a ghost. Have to do it on the uh, podcast. <laughs> Has to be better than dandelion ver- or uh, that thumbs up soda. Ugh. Right, thum- thum- Ugh, thumbs, thumbs, thumbs up. Down. But I think thumbs I like War- I think I like hey. Warden as just a nice green white green, and I think it plays pretty decently in mid range too. Just as an early yep. threat yep. that you can just level up and. I agree, and in the mid-range decks too against the aggro decks, like the the lifelink becomes yeah. more relevant. And granted, they can they can bolt it, cool. but you know if they've got it, they've got it. Like so what? Sucks for you, right? Exactly. If they're going to bolt it, they're probably going to. I don't know. Do you I, do you wait around to give them a chance? You're probably just getting rid of yeah, it. Yeah, just you like can you got it to get yeah, it out of the way. It's like all right, let's do this. Let's rip off the bandaid. You got the bolt? Okay, cool. Well, at least you didn't bolt my face. Is there right. anything else in the set? Uh. Well, I, I think that's about it. Um, I don't think any of the artifacts were particularly yeah, impressive. Yeah, they're all bad. No, no um, good equipment. Oh, there's that sword that auto-equips the legendary guys. Oh, boy. 
Oh yeah, the Heroes yeah. Blade. Ugh. There's a. So it's kind of like Godo's Mall or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, it's just so much mana. Hey. Like. It sure is. Gets, yeah. It's neat. And it's probably got. Have you heard about the Tiny Leaders format? I have. Which, by the way, I do want to say something real quickly before we uh, before we talk uh, about that. Um, Scroll of the Masters I had in my uh, pre-release. Oh set. yeah, and it was really yeah, good. Yeah, I can't say I'm surprised. Um, it, I don't know if you remember if you were playing long enough. I think it was called Power yeah, Matrix. Yeah, I remember that card. Yeah, that card was. Yeah, because how... Bonkers. And that's because it gave, like, first flying strike and, and, and plus one, plus one, and whatever, it was like whatever plus you know. plus one, flying and trample, I think. Yeah, and it's just like... Right. Yeah, it was yeah, like... Flying, fl- flying, first strike, trample. I've been kind... I remember there was some times that I've been considering that just for my cube, just because, like, it's kind of free pants or something, but... Right. Card, card yeah. is real good. And I kind of drew that analog here with scroll, and there were... I mean, I had multiple games of the pre-release where I just played this on two, and then just like kill your guy on three, kill your guy on four, uh, play on, on turn five, play a guy, pump it, you know, with something right, like play play a small dude, you know, try to like you know pump it or whatever, and at that point like couldn't yeah. lose the game because I just constantly had a pump spell available yeah. at all times. Threat of activation. Yeah, and a lot of times I didn't even bother pumping it. And I think I had the there was a two two vigilance prowess for three mm-hmm. that I would just be like attack you for two, and they're like, okay, like, and it's just like, yeah, nah, I'm not yeah, gonna pump. It's like, no, nope. sorry, it did its job. But yeah, I think that card's. I mean, yeah, I don't think no. it's good enough. But I just wanted to to chime in that I did. I, I was amused. By I that do. Card, and Ugin's so. construct. Probably would have been playable, well, not playable, but would have had more legs in cubes years ago. But just now, yes. it's just like four mana for four or five. Is it's all right? I mean, it's probably it's good. But I mean, sa- having to sacrifice a permanent with more one colors is like that's that's a thing. I guess and sure. a goblin, whatever. All these other cards are just meh. Like, yeah, I mean, and you know. If it, if you're a token deck, yeah, who cares? I can rid of this one, this one token. Yeah, like, you know. I wonder what I'll make this, but you know the it, it's if you don't have another permanent, then you just can't do it. Yeah, it. it is unfortunate so. now that I'm looking back at these cards. Like the uh, bolster, there aren't really any good bolster cards for cube, and like the sieges are just seem like a miss. Okay, so the closest bolster card I think is the three mana rampant growth with bolster one. Yeah? What's that card called? Uh, Some kind of, like, rampant... Something in the fields. Yeah, like... Survey the fields. Map, map the wastes. The, yeah. Map the wastes. Survey the fields. That was no, pretty well, I mean, It's all just generic. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. So, basically, it's rampant growth, but for one mana, one extra mana, you get a plus one, plus one counter... That's the closest one. Or I said there's that there's the the two three for four mana that at the end of the turn you get to bolster for the number of tap creatures. Yeah, you but have. it's a white four, unfortunately. Yeah, right. like that. But the, the, both of those are like that, yeah. the dragon, yeah. the 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 green dragon. I mm-hmm. nearly like 
my eyes nearly bugged out because I read its trigger as when it comes into play. Yeah, I was like, oh, four Jesus. and double red for four four. When it comes into play, I thought it said destroy target non-creature permanent. I'm like, thank God. We finally get a good six mana thing that destroys a permanent that's not like a three three. And then they're all when and they they, die, and then right? I saw it when it died. I was like, ah, no, this is so bad. This is, ugh. But yeah, like the sieges, I don't know which, like the black one might be the best one. White, white sieges? Yeah, I know that's, I've heard that's like unbeatable and limited, but. Yeah, well, it's kind of like uh, there was one in Ravnica, in Return to Ravnica, that did very similar things where you get yeah, to detain Mar- something. Martial Law. Martial Law, that card, right, that's yeah. what it reminds me of. But yeah, I just, I don't know, the black one, that one seems like it has the best, like, pa- uh, the Frontier Siege, maybe like in Turbo Ramp, because it adds two green on each of your main phases. So you could play some tricks right. like, cast the Raffello's turn one, second main, cast, uh, I have six mana, cast Primeval Titan, Wee. Cast things, I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. Palace, part of me really just wants Palace Siege to be good, but it won't be. Like, two mana drain, like, or dra- No, man, you're supposed to play the, uh, the green Siege with, uh, Omnath. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Omnath. That'd be good. That'd be real good. Yeah, what's the, the red Siege, like, the, whenever stuff dies, or you get to Phyrexian Arena-ish? You get to Chandra Pyromaster? Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I had interrupted you. What were you going to say? You started to say to go off topic on, on something else. I, I don't, don't even remember. remember. <laughs> Probably wasn't anything useful. Probably remember afterwards when you check the tape. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, just uh, I think the set is actually pretty. It, it it's pretty good for. A small I've heard set, a lot of people saying they don't. They think it's kind of weak. I think there are very few. Like obvious ads, just windmill slam ins. Like, I think Mardu Woe Reaper is the only just, like, yeah, windmill slam this, but there's, like, points, like, Monastery Mentor I've heard points against that, like, because it might be too slow, or Ugin because it costs too much mana, or, like, I don't know where to put these tri-hybrid cards, so I don't know if I can put... Right, so I'm just not going to play them. It just seems like, like, there's a good amount of cards in this set that I'm putting in. Granted, they're probably not going to last, but I mean that's that's fine. I'd rather I'm much more of the camp of just trying stuff out. I I, I think Alicia who smiles at death should be pretty close to an auto. Yeah, I, I mean it should be, but I mean there's that whole try thing where it's just like, well, where do I put this? And I don't know if I like it or like I don't I don't know. I think it's just a windmill slam, but yeah. I also really wanted to like the uh, the delve grave crawler. Partly because oh, yeah, I yeah, really yeah. want to like have a good grave cr- or um, a grave digger card for cube, and that card reminded me of Deadwood Treefolk, but of course it's way too expensive, and it's kind of contradictory because you delve away the creature that you want to bring back, which uh, which right. makes it pretty pretty bad. <laughs> right, not a, not exactly what we call a combo. Flamish Rider is another card I want to be good, but that's just weird. The one that makes a clone. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it just seems like there's a lot of non-obvious ads, like the uh, the dash guys. You know, kind of seem like they're hard to evaluate. And I do wonder now that we've had the pre-release and people may have had some more experiences, maybe impressions will change on that. But it feels sure. I I I think most of the try brave guys are going to be you're going to be seeing those for a long time. Yeah, I think. 
in yeah, Peach. or at least I, was, I thought you were going to say like in standard, but yeah, like like I think it feels like Shaman probably like Kologon definitely feels like it should be getting more attention than it should be. Like same mm-hmm. with like Shaman of the Great Hunt. I think that's another one, but yeah, I, I definitely like mm-hmm. especially for a small set too. Uh, and, right. and especially yeah, one that's kind of multicolor-ish. You know, there's not a lot of mm-hmm. like truly multicolor cards like the dragons. I, I still do like right. like I think there's only one cycle of common multicolor cards like Sumo Fight, Harsh Sustenance, etc. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, I, I I like this set for Cube. It's got a lot of good stuff. I feel and I like I said I have a feeling there's gonna be a couple cards that'll surprise us. Like mm-hmm. I. I have a feeling that probably the Phoenix or, you know, like, the Whisperwood Elemental is going to surprise people. If people aren't on board with Tassiger yet, they should be, because that card's ridiculous. But if they haven't seen it, they probably will. And I think that's a card that'll surprise people who aren't on board yet. But, I mean, yeah, I like the set. It's sweet. Yeah, I agree. Alright, so, plugs, things, etc. Uh... At Anthony42 on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> are doing a, are doing an article for, for uh, Yep, I'm uh, in the midst of writing a, a review. Nice. So for gathering, I uh, write stuff for Gathering Magic. I did, you know, video and yeah, some other stuff in the queue. But I did a cube review for Gathering Magic. Went up on last week, or at least last Monday. So it should nice. be up there. Um, so yeah, do that. I mostly I do a lot of tweeting. I, I I think most of my I used to post a lot on Salvation, but now I do a lot more just like tweeting on at Usman the Red, which is my which is my username. Uh, I'd rather be cubing. I did a blog post about what I'm doing with my Tribrid cards, essentially just doing mm-hmm. a miscellaneous thing. Um, but I kind of went into detail. And that's one of the things I kind of liked about... I try to keep my articles pretty lean at about 2K words, and then just kind of use, mm-hmm. like, you know, try to go more in-depth on, like, podcasts and whatnot and, like, the blog. So that's sure, what I'm sure. doing here. And then I think there's not much else I can really, you know, in terms of, like, plugging and whatnot that I have. All right, so I guess that leaves one more thing. Oh, yeah, there's only one more thing to do. All right. Rock over London. Rock on Chicago. Fate Reforged. Burn into history. Yeah. The Yeah, time travel. <laughs> Gonna go back in time. Doom, 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 doom. Gonna go back in time. Is that why Ugin costs 8 mana? Because of 88 miles per hour? Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>